You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey guys, do you like heavy metal? Do you like video games, comic books, movies, theme parks, or even cool TV shows? We've got the place for you. Metal Geeks. Time to rock out with your geek out. Here are your hosts, Carrie the Metal Geek, Dave, and George. Geek it out, fellas. Welcome, my friends, to episode number 230 of the Metal Geeks podcast. This is our annual rewind. We are going back into the past for the year 2022. I am one of your hosts. I am Carrie the Metal Geek, along with... Hi, this is Brutal Dave. How's everyone doing? Hey, Brutal Dave. George, that's your cue. Oh, okay. It's my turn now. No one said anything. So balls. Balls. 22 balls. 2022 balls. That's a lot of balls, dude. <laughs> we're, we're talking about balls from 2022. And we also have back on the show our good friend, Justin, the metal detector. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks for having me. We are going to uh, pretty much jump into our topic of the whole the whole deal because we are we're talking about our favorite movies, our favorite TV shows, video games. We're even going to touch on music because uh, I, I'm interested in hearing what George has to say, and we might even have some top fives from a couple of special guests we're waiting on. Might be br- some breaking news, but uh, what what topic do you want to guys want to start with? That's up to you. Uh. Like, do you want to go short or you want to go long? Uh, that's what she said. Yo, you want to stop? Want to start with video games? Sure, that would be the, my yeah, shortest. That'll list. be your shortest one, right? Uh, yeah, my Probably shortest. Probably Dave's. Gonna be short for me mistaken. too. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin, how many uh, do you have on yours? So uh, usually when we do these things, I don't have hardly any video games. I usually I know. say I've played Excited. one mobile game, and then uh, that's kind of it. <laughs> South this, Park? No, I, I quit South Park this past year. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, the developers stopped supporting it, and um, the community got pretty toxic, so I just kinda really called it quits. But it was fun for like four years, so can't really complain. Uh, but I have been playing a lot more games than usual. Um, I think I have six or seven on my list. Oh. Nice. I have, um, let's see, I have a top 15 and a few runner ups. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I play a lot of games. I don't. Yeah. Well, I imagine next year I'm going to have an even bigger list. You are. Um, Cause you, you just got one of the, uh, the cool steam decks, right? I did. I purchased a steam deck, uh, back in November and I'm touch it. It was great. Totally in love with it. Yeah. It's a great it purchase. Cool. Um, my only concern Again, is if I get one, I would probably stop playing my Switch because I love my Switch. But yeah, I mean, I've I've had a Switch and I upgraded to a Switch OLED, and yeah. I mean, I like the Switch, but there's just not that many games for it that appeal to me. Like, I like the Steam Deck because I can play like AAA titles on it, you know, and games that aren't tied to you know Nintendo yeah. exclusive, you know. Well, like yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of indie stuff on Nintendo though, and there's a lot of there's a lot of crap. I'll be honest with you. A lot of st- stupid, like hentai weirdness <laughs> on the Switch, which I don't understand how it gets past the Nintendo store. Well, there's a lot, of, even 
more deviant stuff than that on Steam. So it's well, yeah, we like talked you- about one last episode. <laughs> I, I had stumbled across one of those last time, and uh, oh, yeah. about Hitler, Hitler, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, spend the night with Hitler or whatever. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was really something. <laughs> it was. We're not going to go there. We're gonna we're gonna go straight into. Uh, you want to go into your list? Uh, let's start. Let's start with George, since he might be the smallest list. Heyo. Uh, so my list, what do I yes. have? I, I only played one new game. For I, I, can I guess what it is? I'm sure you can. Did you Ragnarok and roll? Always, but I haven't mm. even finished it yet. So, I mean, Me I, don't, I haven't, it's kind of unfair to say that that's uh, well, my favorite game of the year, but it's, it's the game the, you played the most of, right? It's the only game I played it in 2022. Well, <laughs> it's a great game. I, yeah, I've been, I've been uh going back but well you know i'll get to that but i've been going back between that and like one of my other games on my top five so So phenomenal really pretty uh storyline is great some i haven't decided if i like it more than the last one um i i think it's more i think it's just more of a continuation so that's what i was gonna ask like if i've never played any other god of war games at all yeah can i play this game and understand what the hell's going on Yes. They do. They do give you a recap, but you do get a lot more out of it if you played the previous one. Before the okay. game starts, it goes previously on God of War. Yeah, oh, pretty okay. much. <laughs> but pretty I mean, much. you don't have to. It's like one of those series play. I've always been interested in playing because I mean, it you know, it looks like something I would love, but it's always been a PlayStation exclusive. Well, and God of War, the first one now is on uh, PC. Well, I don't, I don't PC game and I don't PlayStation game. I only well, do Steam. Xbox. You can play Steam. Now. But now that I have a Steam Deck, yeah. I can play anything on my Steam Deck. Exactly. So that's, you know, that's one of the big perks of it. Because by the time you uh, play through the first God of War game, Ragnarok will probably be out on PC or Steam. So good timing. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave, what about you, sir? What you, what's on your list? Uh, pretty, pretty brief um, as far as like stuff that actually came out this year. Um, so Metal Hell Singer is a lot of fun. It's harder than I expected. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming from you. You're like the, the doom expert here. Uh, What's the rhythm stuff? It's that's the hard. rhythm stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. It, yeah. Um, it's diff- do you think, let me ask you this. Is it, uh, since I'm a drummer, uh, do you think I'm better equipped with the rhythm part based of it? And I worked on a uh, rock band for so long too. Possibly. I feel like part of the adjustment is, um, also dealing with any kind of little bits of lag between like yeah. your controller and the machine. And like you, you yeah, set that yeah. up so that it, it'll, yeah. it'll compensate for any lag. You, you do tests and set it up, but even so yeah. it's not completely perfect. Um, the same way with like you would do on like guitar here right. and stuff like that. You have to, you have to anticipate your lag. Yeah. You have to do that a little bit. The other thing is that sometimes it's just, it's difficult to uh, land on the rhythm. Uh, it's metal music. A lot of it's mm-hmm. very fast paced and mm-hmm. I'll often end up syncopated from what they want me to do where I'm like exactly yeah. half a beat off and I can't get out of it. And so <laughs> I keep fucking up uh, and it can be hard to like, what sucks is that when you get caught in a loop like that, then you have to like take a second and purposefully let several beats go by so that you can come back in on cue and that sometimes critical shit happens uh yep you sort of yeah i'm i feel the same way you sort of have to sort of like stop and just refresh and 
and clear your mind and then get back into it. But yeah, but I get that for sure. It's a lot of fun though. Um, I wish it was a little bit more. Uh, I haven't played a ton of it. I don't know how much I have left, uh, but I wish there was a little bit more variety in terms of like the enemies and stuff like that. But I know on the PC you're able to download or create levels with or create uh, new music into the game. I haven't looked into that. No. Apparently, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think you're allowed to like load your own soundtrack and play along with it. Yeah. They only have it on. Uh, I have it on the Xbox Game Pass, so so I have it on the PC, which is where I've played it. Actually, I haven't. I played a little bit on the Xbox, but it, it's not a. I wasn't really feeling the controller aspect of it, mm-hmm. so I played it on my on the PC a little bit. Now that I have a PC that can play that kind of shit, yeah. Uh, so uh, moving along because I know we're trying not to dwell too much on any one thing. Um, yeah, I played uh, Proteus as well, which is another big shooter that was a big hit um, with the like the FPS, like the classic FPS crowd really like yep. Proteus. Uh, it's pretty fun. Um, it is not as challenging as I expected it to be, but that just may be because I don't have it set hard enough. But um, it's interesting and it's community. It's ready to go it, it, from launch. It, it launched with community tools to create your own content. And so people have, oh, that's cool. people have been since it, since it dropped. So that's pretty cool. And I got the uh, Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection. Nice. I got that too, but I haven't gotten to play it yet. I've, I haven't I gotten to play I, much I, I of it. I forgot I played that game. That's the other game I forgot I played. I just now remembered that came out this year. Yep. It's and of course Calabunga, no dude. no one no part of that it came out this year. It's that the collection came out this year. But uh, the, correct. But I will say that the Cowabunga collection. It's for this year. There's been two retro collections that are phenomenal. Uh, the Cowabunga collection, T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the Atari Fifty. Um, usually, when they when they do these kind of like retro collections, they just throw a bunch of ROMs on a. Here's a here's a menu, but they've painstakingly lovingly on both of these games, really um, giving a lot of love to the, to the video games that are included. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of retro um, aspects to it. They're like, you can you know, download like all the original box art and all there's this actually, kind of stuff. There's actually a third one you're missing. And it's a big one, but I know it's not a game that you are very familiar with, but the, the final fantasy collection that came oh, out. Yeah one through six, they remastered them, oh. um, added, added a bunch of cool stuff. Like you can download the soundtracks. It comes with it. Like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, Erica picked up a copy. I mean, we both love final fantasy. I grew up playing those games. So what is it? Which system is that on? It's on everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the yeah, old the, ones, the, the, uh, the, like the classic top down final fantasies. Yeah, I, I enjoyed yeah, those fairly well. And that, so this is exactly the, the, the period that I was interested in. I never could yeah. get through seven. Uh, I've, I'd actually got all the way through nine, but I can't do a lot of them anymore. Uh, yeah, they, they always, those games always hit a grind point for me that just does me in. And I have to take and a the, break. And when it's I, a lot easier when you're when I, 12 and 13 right. years old. <laughs> and at this point, I have to take a break. And when I come back, I forget what I was doing. And by that point, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so far in the game that it expects you to know what you're doing. And I'm like, well, I'm going right. to start over now. So <laughs> the uh, that, That's cool. I didn't know about that. Um, the Atari 51, it's more of a museum uh, style game. There's there's a bunch of games on there, even like Atari Lynx and Atari, Atari Jaguar games. But there's videos and, and and it's almost like a 
documentary style uh, movie with video games that you can play after they talk about them. Hmm. It's really well done. If you're an Atari fan, or if you're just an old school video game fan at all, this is it's definitely worth getting. Then the other uh, compilation I want to mention real quick is the Capcom Fighting Collection. Yeah, I feel like it's they not one as, of those out every two years, though. No, not really. This is a uh, Capcom does, yeah. But this is uh, some of these games on here. All the Dark Stalker games. Uh, some of these have never been on a home release before, so it's really cool. Oh, that's cool. All right, Steve. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but... that 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 about rounds me out as far as new stuff. Okay. The, I guess the only other thing is that I've been playing like the like the newest version of uh, Brutal Doom, um, which is pretty and gory i don't know if that's it, where you get your name from it maybe but <laughs> no it, it is a it's a mod for the original doom engine that basically yeah. updates the graphics and adds a bunch of uh there it's it's highly moddable but it adds music and um it actually adds some enemies and changes the animations and uh, oh, it basically cool. it plays you play the same game it's just kind of updated um yeah. and so i did that and i worked through this isn't new either but i finally played through the uh the final doom episodes which i realized i'd never done before i'd also never played doom 64 so i did all of those this year as well cool. he doomed it up this year. i did <laughs> okay uh justin how about let's go to your list uh so as we mentioned i got a steam deck so i've opened myself up to a lot more games but before i got my steam deck i played diablo immortal for a good five months sorry um <laughs> no, it's actually really fun. Like if you enjoy Diablo, uh, I played it, the first it, level. It has, it has a lot of the stuff that I enjoy about Diablo built into a mobile version. Yeah. And it's pretty good for what it is, but eventually you hit a point where it becomes, uh, either a large investment or it becomes boring. Right. And so you can't just turn me off to it. I think. Right. Right. But I mean, I, I got to that point. I played it enough that I got to the point where it was like, I either have to invest in this or I have to call it quits. Um, and so that's what I did. I called it quits. I didn't play games for a few months. And then I picked up uh, cult of the lamb on switch. Mm-hmm. Cult of the lamb was really fun. Oh, yeah. um, if you haven't played it. It's, you know, you're, you're basically building your own cult. It's kind of like a cross between animal crossing and Zelda. Cause you're fighting against these you yeah. know, ancient eldritch beans you know, trying to free the devil from hell. <laughs> My wife just got a, a, a cult of the lamb t-shirt from one of those T furies or one of them. It's a, the character and it says cute as hell on it. That's cute. It's a it's great game. It's a, uh, it's one of the best games of the year. I think um, it's a lot of fun. Metal Hellsinger. Then I picked up uh, my steam deck. I got metal Hellsinger. I've been playing that a lot. It's really well designed for that particular system. Um, playing it mobile like that is a lot of fun. Uh, I've also been playing Vampire Survivors, which is probably my favorite new game of 2022. Um, it's a bullet hell game that has a seemingly endless number of new characters to unlock and special power-ups you can get and weapon improvements. And um, It's one of the most addicting games I've ever played. Yep. Uh, it's just it's unbelievably fun. And I can't believe I keep going back because there's only like eight levels and you just <laughs> you just keep going to it. It's very uh, Castlevania uh, sprite looking. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I haven't got super, super far, um, but each round is supposed to be like 30 minutes. You're supposed to play for like 30 minutes and see how far you can get and keep on upgrading and, uh, and getting new characters. Yeah, it's 
Fedictive, the big, for the big sure. joke though is that there's absolutely no vampires in the game. So there is no vampires. We don't know why it's called vampire survivors <laughs> because there's no vampires to kill. They all survived. Right. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you're looking for something to kill time with, uh, that is the best game. One of the best games I've ever played as a time killer. It's like five bucks too. It's really cheap. Yeah, it's really cheap. And that comes with the bonus content too. Um, I picked up stray stray was a beautiful game. It's really sad. Uh, it's yes. also really fun. Is that the game with the cat? Yeah, you play as the cat in like a post-apocalyptic cyberpunk world where there's no humans, um, just robots. And robots have been enclosed inside of this bunker for thousands of years. And you're basically trying to help a small group of them that want to break through to the outside, find their way outside. And so, you know, you you befriend this like little floating uh, sprite robot that had a human consciousness loaded into it a thousand years ago and the two of you work together to, to do it all. It's sort of um, a short game too. It's only like what, six or seven hours. Yeah, it was, it was like six, or seven hours. It's like I said, it's really sad. Like the whole thing is just really sad. <laughs> I have that on, I have that on PlayStation five, but it's, it's definitely a good game and I, I recommend it highly. And then I've been playing a lot of cyberpunk still. Um, I love that game in 2021. They released a bunch of new content and then there's even more content coming next year, which I can't wait for. Um, I swear I bought the game like three times now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm supporting uh, them. That's for sure. Well, I, it's, it's honestly my favorite game of all time. Like I can undisputedly say that cyberpunk 27, seven favorite game of all time. I fucking love it. So well, can't get enough. That's cool. I'm glad. And that's it. Awesome. I'm sure oh, next year I'll have even more. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, I'll go through mine little, real quick. Uh, we've already touched on some of them, but uh, I have a couple of runner-ups. I want to mention this one game called Infernex. Uh, it's a retro Castlevania-style game, hard as balls. Um, Tunic is a really, really beautiful-looking game. Uh, it's sort of like Zelda meets like Dark Souls type of gameplay. It's very difficult, but it's a lot of fun. Um, Return to Monkey Island. I was a huge Monkey Island fan. I, I bought ones. that, but I haven't played it yet. Yeah, the new one's great. It's really, really great. Um, uh, I want to. I still want to mention Ragnarok on VR. I play that a lot. Um, they just put out a, a nuclear blast DLC pack. They're still supporting it. You can still do all your custom songs and all that. So it's a it's a great workout, and you get to pretend you're uh, on a Viking metal ship. It's pretty cool. Um, so my number, I got, I got a top fifteen. We'll go through them real quick. Number 15, see, George is already bored. He walk, he's walking away. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Vampire Survivors. Uh, Number 15? Is, that, is it Savior or the Survivors? Survivors. Yeah. I always get the, uh, for some reason, I always think Savior. But yeah. Uh, Number 14, I think, Dave, this might be a game you would be into. I have it on the Switch, Rogue Legacy 2. Oh. It's taking everything from Rogue Legacy, which was like how many years ago? That was a while back. This, I liked that game a lot. Yeah taking it up into the next level. It's really, really cool. Uh, an Xbox game that I would have never played, but it was on Game Pass. It's called Tinykin. This game is so much fun. It's like um, if it was Pikmin that was created by late 90s Rare instead of Nintendo. Uh, it's a collect on type of sh- game, uh, but it's very much like Pikmin or Overlord. You're uh, an alien in this like but all the levels are you're really small and you're like in this giant you're in a house so everything is giant around you so it's like you're like in the toy story 
style house. Everything's it's just a lot of fun. Um, my number twelve is a Switch game, Bayonetta three. Uh, I need to complete that game. Uh, that game is just wild and bonkers and everything you would expect it to be. It's just it's it, it's weirder than that. That's all I got to say. Um, my number eleven is Cult of the Lamb. Yeah, my wife, uh, my, Kim plays that game a lot. She has it on her Switch. I bought it on the Xbox. I probably should have bought it, the mobile version of it, just to play it more. Um, number 10 for me was Metal Hellsinger. We've already discussed that one. Number 9 was Marvel's Midnight Suns. Now, I I haven't, I admittedly, I haven't played a lot of this game, and I didn't think I was going to like it because it's very XCOM, very turn-based, but... Um, the way they do it, it's really cool. I like the story. It's, um, it's. I mean, one of the main characters is magic, so I'm I'm excited for that. That's when cool. does magic and magic and uh, one of the girls? Uh, they're using a lot of characters that they don't normally use. Of course, there's Spider Man and Wolverine and all that kind of stuff too. But I picked up uh, the number- Guardians of the Galaxy game as part of the sale too, but I haven't played it yet. Oh yeah, that was that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last that's year's a great game. game. I still haven't Guardians. finished that game. <clears throat> number, I heard it was fun, eight, though, so. <laughs> number eight for me was stray um that's a lot of fun um kim actually asked me tonight when's that coming out on twitch i'm like it's not so i think it's only a, yeah it's a pc and a playstation exclusive i think yep uh number seven for me is teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge oh i played that too man i guess i played more games than i thought you did any any turtles game i'm sure you played yes Shredder's Revenge is a lot of fun. It's a great two-player game. Um, it's it's taking that arcade uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game to just to the next level. Uh, number six for me was Horizon Forbidden West. I need to go back and play more of that game, but yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's just a lot of fun. I, I, I love the story in that game. Number five, we're already at number five, The Last of Us 1 Remake. I don't want to call it a, a reboot, but it's a it's a remake. They've totally, from scratch, rebuilt this game, and it's beautiful. But it's the it's, same game. It's the same game, but there's nothing wrong with that. None of my eyes. One of the best game. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, number four was a Switch game for me. Kirby and the Forbi- Forgotten Land. This is a 3D Kirby game, and there's so much new stuff that they've thrown into it i had a blast playing this game uh there's a there's a suck mode which just sounds weird but there's elements <laughs> in the game <laughs> there's elements in the game where like there's like a car you can like suck the car inside you and then you're that it's it's there's a lot of really cool new elements that they've uh, put into that game and it's and it's really good looking too it's one of my favorite kirby games of all time and uh number three a game that I'm playing a lot right now. I'm going between this and my in God of War, like you mentioned before. It's the new uh, Squanch game, High on Life. I, I'm contemplating buying that too. It looks really fun. I love this game. It's uh, the the gameplay. People are sort of complaining about it. It's sort of Halo. Said the, light. the talking gun is annoying, kind of like Navi in uh, in like the old Legend of Zelda games. No. But uh, it, it's if you're played a. Uh, Stranger Thrass, the Oddworld Stranger Thrass. It's sort of like that. Okay. They don't get, they, you can actually, there's an option in there where you can actually turn down how much they talk if you want. I enjoy it. I think it's funny. If you're a, 
if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, that that style, uh, you you'll enjoy the game. It's it's really good looking. Um, I just opened up a bunch of new stuff yesterday. Uh, like I'm probably like on the third or fourth mission, but the sort of some of them are sort of long. And each time, you know, you keep on. It's sort of Metroidvania in that style where you get a new uh, a new fee- option that you can go back and do other things. So it's pretty cool. But it's like an FPS, right? It is an FPS, yeah. But yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, comparatively gameplay, it's, it's close to Halo in a way, but like I said, Halo light, uh, some of the characters and some of the, some of the, the, the bad guys, like the, you have the guy that the weird aliens that run at you and that are weaker. It's, it's very, I get a very major Halo vibe off of it. Was, okay. Wasn't there a new Halo game this year too? Or that it last came out at the end of last year and it okay. wasn't very good. No, it was not. Uh, my number two is probably the game I've played the most this year, and that's Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Not I bought that too. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh, it's it, the game is great, but you know I'm a sucker for all those opening up all the characters, and there's so much in this game. Uh, I even I even bought all the DLC packs and everything. Well, I got the deluxe edition. So that's uh, what uh, Catherine's been playing. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, you playing her, with her? her? Uh, mostly, but the two player on it, it's not fun to mm-hmm. to play. Uh, she's been playing that and Disney Dreamlight. Those are her two games, and then also Mario Kart. But you know, are we gonna Mario like, Kart's still good? Did y'all get the new levels? Yeah, nah, I all haven't done new, that yet. All the new levels are a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. Um, and I guess we've already talked about this, but my number one is God of War Ragnarok phenomenal game yeah so there's there's our video games in a nutshell cool in a nutshell like the austin powers <laughs> joke this is me in a nutshell yeah this is me in a <laughs> nutshell um yeah it was a good it was a good year i mean i don't think i i don't think it was a phenomenal year for video games but there was some good stuff that came out i think uh this next next year hopefully will be pretty damn good yeah, I mean, I went a little bit crazy with the Steam store, to be honest. <laughs> that's the problem with Steam, though, you know. <laughs> it's easy to You're do Like, that. oh, that, that's cheap. Yeah. All right, what do you guys want to move on to next? I'm leaving it up to you. We can do... Uh, we have things that have words in it. So books or comic books. We have music. We have TV. And then we have films. <clears throat> I mean, I got nothing for books at all. I've, I've pretty much given up reading comics. <laughs> and I, uh, I only have one, so yeah. Okay, you want to do that, Nixon? Sure. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll let Justin go since he's our special guest. Justin, what book have you read? Oh, um, nothing at all. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> he I hasn't read. I picked up all the cyberpunk comics because um, I wanted oh. to read those, but I never got around to reading them because I've been too busy playing it. So there you, there you go. Why uh, read it when you can live it? Yeah. What about what about you, Carrie? What have you been reading for this? Year? Uh, what was your favorite about, thing to read this year? I have seven on my list right now, and there was seven a, books. Wow, you're like the most literate person here. <laughs> some of them, besides, some of them, besides Dave, some Dave of them are comic books. So, and some of them I've been listening to on Audible, so that I guess it counts. Um, sure, it's like reading, but but with your ears. It's reading for your ear holes. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is Quick Stops, which <laughs> is the Kevin Smith anthology series I just put out. There's three issues out so far and each issue was like uh based on a different character from the uh, viewers universe, universe. A comic book comic book yeah okay 
pretty cool. He also has a new comic book called Masquerade, which is a superhero book that he put out. Was Andy McElfrish? L. I don't know how to say that guy's last name. One of his co-hosts. Uh, number six for me was the Halloween series, Seeker of the Seven Keys. All three issues are out. It was it's great. I'm a Halloween fanboy, and it uh, it it touched on all those things that I love about the band. Um, number five for me was sort of like a sort of a Bible for the imagine. It's called the Imagineering Story, the official biography of Walt Disney Imagineering. This is the companion book to the TV series that Leslie Iwerks put out. Mm-hmm. It's actually written by her, and there's a lot of interviews with different uh, Imagineers, but. Uh, the book, it's like fucking 900 pages. It's, well, I didn't know it was going to be so big when I ordered it from Amazon and it just came up like this huge box. I'm like, what That's is what she this? Said. She did say that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four for me is I've been listening to the audiobook. It's a uh, cinema speculation from Quentin Tarantino. Oh, I want to check that out. I've been yeah, meaning pretty to buy cool. that book. I just haven't made time for it. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you're uh, interested in what his opinions are on movies, it's it's right up your alley. Uh, I'm going to try to... I'm like, oh, I should probably make a list of all the movies that he's talking about so I can try to watch them in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Because he, he goes pretty obscure. Well, uh, he watched a, a lot of like those uh, like Grindhouse and like yep. B, B movies that were... Like you would see in a drive-in, but they don't have a lot of copies or prints of it left exactly. anymore. Exactly. Speaking of, uh, real quick, uh, did you see that Eli Ross is doing this Thanksgiving movie? That was uh, one of the fake trailers from the Grindhouse. Yep. Yeah. Now, it, talk about talk about like twenty years too late. But I know, right? I mean, if Avatar not even, can do it, anybody can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number three for me is the Charles Sule Sul. I never knew how to say his last name. The new Star Wars series that he's writing. It's phenomenal. What's it's really, the name really of good. It? Star Wars. What's it about? Star Wars. Is it like the tell all of the making of Star Wars? It's between what? it's set between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh, so it's like a it's comic actual, book. like a oh, it's a comic book. Yep, I mean that's one of the only series that I really follow pretty highly. I was thought you were talking about a book still. Sorry, no, it's well, I'm mixing books and comic books here. So gotcha. Anything that has words in it. My number two is a book that I actually listen to through audio. It's the Last Days of John Lennon from James Patterson. I've never listened to or read a James Patterson book, but this is really good. I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of a lot of uh, biographical information, um, but done in a very fictional way. It's pretty cool. Mm. And uh, number number one is biblical from Rob Halford. It's his uh, second book, and I'm listening to that actually right now. Um, I got the uh, autograph version from him, but uh, I try not to open it too much you know what i mean but so i'm listening to audible i i i got like an audible uh three months audible for like 4.99 or something like that so i'm i've downloaded a couple things that i'm waiting you know it's on my my to-do list so and i'm sort of i guess i can sort of get it will segue into our music in a minute but i'm sort of bummed out on music for the first part of the months you know what i mean why because i listened to so much of it preparing for my top <laughs> uh, albums I'm sort of like, eh. So Don't I've been listening to this more. Good has been released so far this month, anyways. <laughs> so you're not missing. Yeah, that. we're gonna get. There's one that I'm looking forward to, but that's about <laughs> it. Uh, a couple of them actually, maybe this week, but we'll get there. 
uh, Dave, what about you, sir? What is on your book list? I I don't think I read anything new this year that came out this year. That's okay. I know you're, um, you're you guys are still on your Stephen King journey, right? Um, she is. Um, I am sometimes. Um, she's listening to a lot more books than I am. Uh, that's been her. Okay. That's been her primary like uh, something to have on while she does uh, does work, kind of a thing. Um, and she has a whole. I'm not going to go into it too much, but she has a, a, a really ambitious idea for a project uh, regarding um, tying the Stephen King multiverse together. Um, and nice. so she's going back through books again. Um, but uh, I, some of my favorite ones okay. that we read in this past year were some of the, the history books or the um, correcting history books. Um, like lies. My teacher told me everything your American history textbook got wrong. Um, that one's really good. And it, it also talks about not just some of the things that are historically inaccurate or inaccurate by omission in a lot of American history books, but it also talks about the politics of how that happens anyway. Why do I, why do our textbooks end up, uh, the basically the, the propaganda that they are uh that was Depends really on sometimes what state you're in too right yes it does yeah yeah um well, they've pretty much done away with textbooks these days so <laughs> um another one in that same kind of category was cult of glory <laughs> the bold and brutal history of the texas rangers uh what a bunch of bastards uh <laughs> and uh forget the alamo wow. forget the alamo the true story of the myths that made texas which was also wow. extremely interesting and very well sourced. All of, all of these were very well sourced. So um, that was really cool. So that was one thing, I guess, uh, as a highlight. There were a bunch of things that I read. Read some Joe Hill. Oh, I'm <laughs> looking through my list. Uh, finally read Clockwork Orange last year. Uh, the book is significantly more disturbing than the movie is. <laughs> um, not like the movie's not disturbing. Exactly. Um, for example, um, there's a scene in the movie, which I'm sure you recall, where um, Alex goes to a record store and takes a couple mm. of young ladies home. In the book, mm. those young ladies are significantly younger. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in that Space Jam movie at all. And uh, they're... <laughs> Once he takes them home, they're not so into it anymore. But Alex mm-hmm. doesn't mind. Oh. So, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> just as an example of ways that the book is more extreme than the movie. And you're reading um, it and you go, oh, this is supposed to be the hero of the story. Oh, no, no. He's not a hero. No, nope. there are no heroes. There in are no story, heroes George. in the story. <laughs> not a one. Nope. We also read Catch-22. Uh, earlier in the year last year oh. that book is really really good um it's one Did of your teacher make you read that what's that that's harper lee right no joseph heller oh. Oh, okay um but yeah this is one of those that i've heard about forever and ever and ever <clears throat> and uh, finally yeah. got around to it and it is just excellent it's, That's the one about the pilots, right? Yeah, it's really funny. Like the writing is really, really funny through the whole book. 
And then all of a sudden it is extremely sad and disturbing. And it's this, the whole thing is this look at like basically how, uh, being in a war fucks you up. It's about Mm -hmm. like the ineptitude of the military and why as a structure it is nonsense and all of the, the, the crazy shit that people get up to and how it's very, which, very, which war is it in? it's uh, world war two. Um, okay. and that it's, it's a lot of it is very politics driven and very ego driven. Um, but then you've just got these yeah. guys that the book is really about. It's just about these guys and their experience as pilots trying to survive this madness basically. And, uh, like really, really tragic things happen in the middle of like hysterically funny stuff. Uh, really well written book. I highly recommend it. I it, it's a classic there's for a, a reason. There's a TV show on Hulu where they remade it. You should check. Give it a show. Okay, I'll check that out. They I remade that. George Clooney was the producer of the show. They remade the book. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I didn't know that. You're you're uh, making me feel bad, Dave. I want to like I, one of my goals. I'm like I need to read more this year because I just. I just don't. Yeah. I just, there's always, there's always classics, man. Those classics are there for a reason. I know. Red, uh, red handmaid's tale this last year as well, which was also very, very good. Hmm. I heard of the TV show based on that. There is, I haven't seen any of it, but the book was very good. I keep trying to watch the show. I fall asleep every time I try (laughs) watching it. The first three seasons are excellent. And then you're part of the problem, George. I am part of the problem. You're not. I've never seen it either. So it's okay. (laughs) Uh, It's, it's a great show. It's just, uh, once they get past where the book is, I think they just start making decisions. I was wondering about that because like, I I know that the, the series is still ongoing, isn't it? Like Mm -hmm. there's not that much source material to work with. No, it's, I think they cover all the source material in season one, don't they? uh, One and two. Yeah. That sounds like very uh, Game of Thrones to me. Yeah, it's it's Game of Thrones syndrome. Um, you know, they like this shit's like, so these, good. We got to keep it going. <laughs> these great stories and these great characters and all these people that are watching it and want to watch more of it. So let's keep it going. And then you know, there's nothing to draw from, and the people that are running the show have no idea how to write a story. So it just ends up being a lot of bad decisions. Do you have anything else on your list, uh, Mister Brutal? Not really. Like I said, I was just kind of naming <laughs> off highlights as I saw them. So cool. And George, you, you, you said you had something or you did not. Yeah, I do. I have a couple of things. Uh, awesome. I finally read a book that I've been wanting to read for a very long time. It's called, uh, the red shirts by, uh, John Scalzi. Is it like a, Oh, that name sounds very familiar. The name does sound familiar. Uh, he, he does. Uh, I think he worked on star Trek. I was about to say, this is a star Trek based book. Sort of. It's like a world where Star Trek exists, and it's all told from the perspective of the people the red who died meaninglessly yeah. on a very Enterprise-esque ship. And okay. then you uh, go on some adventures with them, and then they start to realize that this feel, like things that are happening to the people in the red shirts feels a little too scripted, and they try to figure it out. Is this a book or comic book? It's a book. Wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good, funny book. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, the other comic book that I read was uh, Night of the Ghoul, written by Scott Snyder. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty good. Um, I've only read the first two issues. I think it's still ongoing, um, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, I bought a comic book with hopes to read, but I never <laughs> got around to it. 
It was uh, Friday by Ed Birdbaker. Mm. Uh, I'm still excited to read it. I've, here. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm excited to get into it. Hey, we got some breaking news here. I just got <laughs> I just got handed this to my desk. Oh, okay. All right. So before we move on to our stuff, I have a I have a list from uh from a list from the other room. Talk? He can come talk. I think she wants to come on and talk. Oh, but yeah. that's not fair because I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, all right. So what do we have? We have books. We're since we're talking about books. Uh, I can't really read your handwriting. <laughs> Do you want to, here, this is not very breaking news for breaking. All right. All right so her number one book, uh, I don't think there's any, any kind of numerical order, but uh, The Last Days of John Lennon from James Patterson. I, we both read that. Uh, famous in a Small Town. Kylie Scott. I don't know who that is. What's that? All right. Captain Carter, the comic book, and then old She-Hulk. Is that when old She-Hulk is old or just older issues of She-Hulk? Okay. I don't know. Did they do like an old woman She-Hulk? They haven't done old man, old woman She-Hulk yet. Oh, okay. Like old man Hulk Logan. Uh, All right. Here's video games. All right. Number whatever. All right. Captain Toad, treasure truck, treasure tracker. Uh, Yoshi Crafted World. That's a great game. It's old. Uh, unpacking. Yeah, I saw you playing this game the other day. It's like you're literally unpacking boxes in a video game and putting it's, shit away. It's real life, the video game. It's real life, the video game. It's like the cooking games and the. Mo- it's that's weird. Out later um, this year, like taxes the game. Oh, like the, taxes the, the video game. The game they used to demo the Steam Deck is like Aperture Desk Servant or something like that. You just basically <laughs> clean toilets. Like that's what that's the entire game's cleaning. There's toilets. there's VR games like Accounting Plus where you use work. It's which is really great actually. I, accounting Plus work. is really funny though. It is. It's funny, but you're like you work in an office and that's it. Yeah, but it's a puzzle box. You keep it doing. Is. You do stuff to figure find out other stuff. Exactly. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, another Switch game is Rainbow Billy: The Curse of the Leviathan. Uh, I've been seeing you play that game a lot. Uh, it's sort of it's sort of a puzzle game, uh, not super uh, battle heavy, is what I wanted to say. Uh, Cult of the Lamb is on your list. I know you've been playing that. The Callisto Protocol, uh, Saints Row. You're probably the only one I know that has on their list at all. Anybody? <laughs> um, and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Surprise! 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 All right. Very cool. So uh, we'll get the TV and movies. I don't want to spoil anybody else's. So we'll, we'll, we'll bring those up when we get to there. George, you want to talk about anything from Catherine? Uh, she didn't have anything down for books and I already mentioned the games thing. Okay. So when we get to TV uh, and so movies, we get to we'll... TV and movies, we'll read them off. Yep. All right. So uh, before we let's, let's finish with TV and movies. So let's get to our music real quick. A lot of the stuff that I did, uh, we covered on MSR cast 275, which just came out a couple days ago. Uh, we really go into depth. So I'll probably do, I'll, well, I'll, I'll mention mine, but I'm not going to get really deep into it. Cause I really want to hear what your guys's, uh, picks are. And I'm going to eeny money. I want to start with George. Oh no. What are your top music releases from the past year? Should I read Catherine's first? 
Uh, sure, if you'd like to. Yeah, Catherine's has top three albums of her of the year for her. Okay. Number one, Lizzo, special. I I'll admit Lizzo was very talented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Number number two, uh, Taylor Swift, My, Midnight's is what it's called. Yeah, Midnight's. I'm just gonna keep quiet. Yeah, and number three, Harry Styles, Harry's House. I'm gonna keep quiet again. There you go. Those are her uh, no top- no music shames here at all. Yeah, no, love no. whatever you love. That's all I got to say. That was her top three, except for country music. Uh, no, there's some there's some decent country. I like old school country, like like outlaw shit. There you know is what I mean? there is good country. Um, I, 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 like when you go to a barbecue restaurant and they're playing that country music from like the fifties. That's great. I can deal with that. Yeah, yeah. That's outlaw country. <laughs> anything anything made like after nineteen seventy? Nah. <laughs> No modern stuff. Uh, so should I start? I don't have them in any particular you order. No, that's fine. You okay. just, just go through your list. That's fine. Uh, so these are just artists that I really enjoyed. I don't know if I listened to all their albums, but when I went through my Spotify list, I saw a lot of their songs sprinkled in, and I saw that they had albums from 2022. So that's that, this is my that's my caveat for okay. making this list here. Uh, Spirit Adrift. No. Uh, That's the EP they put out, right? I don't yeah. know. There's some great Probably. covers on that. Their sure. typo negative cover is really good. Uh, Cave In. Oh, thank you. Uh, Halo Effect. Yes. Uh, good choice. S- Summerlands. Summerlands, yeah. Summerlands are really good. Uh, Made of Teeth. We mentioned that. You mentioned that yeah, on the show. You introduced that one to us. That was an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I that was like I very Mr. Like, Bungalish, wasn't it? Very Mr. I have like four Bungalish, songs. Yeah. yeah, I have like four songs from that album, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Fit for an autopsy. No. And crosses. Oh man! And you Mike Patton heavy like influences on this list here. You said crosses. <laughs> yeah, crosses. Oh it's okay, the, no, uh, I was th- I was thinking of dead cross. A dead cross. I was thinking dead cross. No, 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 no just crosses. It's the guy from Deftones' yeah. side project. Yeah, it's like oh really? Yeah, I, I wrote about Marino? that one the other day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chino. Yeah, I haven't heard that yet. Uh, the weekend's new album, Dawn FM. I've apparently listened to it quite a bit. And uh, Joey Valance and Bray, they're the two oh, yeah. guy, two guys that sound just like, like the, Beastie the Beastie Boys. Boys. Yeah, I actually listen to them sometimes because of you. Yeah, they're awesome. I, I they can't are. not not listen to them. Uh, speaking of the weekend, weekend has some good stuff. I don't. I need to actually listen to an album to see if I enjoy the full the album. new album. Like beginning to end is thoroughly there's enjoyable. A, there's a it's band like an experience there's, more than there's anything. this German band called Fewer Schwans. Fire, they're basically it's fire penis is what it means. But they they're they're actually really cool. They they use a lot of hurdy gurdy in their music, and they just put a cover album out and they cover the weekend blinding light. Uh huh. It's actually a really great cover of it. And so uh, how did you come across a band called Fire Schlong? Fire Fire Schwans. They they've been around for a while. Oh okay. Um, just not just googling Fire Schlong by yes, any chance. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they also do a the final countdown, and we we're playing in the car. My my little, my little nephew fucking loves that song. Are they singing in German or in English? No, it's all English. Oh, okay. They do they do uh, cover some German song. They do like there's like ABBA on there, and there's like they do a Rammstein cover and some other stuff. It's actually pretty interesting. Cool. They do a Sabaton cover and uh, Powerwolf. It's very much in that in that genre, you know. 
Yeah. See, I was cool. thinking I wasn't going to have nothing for uh, for to offer the this uh, part of the rewind, but then I no, you got my, it. My Spotify list apparently came. Some of your me. some of your albums are in my top twenty. Oh, there you go. Not your yeah. top ten. Though. I didn't. I didn't get any of that. Uh, maybe not. No. Halo, top Halo twenty in my top twenty. I mean, Halo Effect was great. Album. Yeah. Top, Halo Effect's in my top twenty. In the Cavens in my top twenty. See, I love you. that Caven album. It's really good. Heavy Pendulum. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah. All right, Dave, what about you, sir? Um, so my list has been uh, in flux. <laughs> um, even even the top 10 has been in flux even just up to a few hours mm-hmm. ago. Um, no, I feel that. So some of these, this is a little bit vague, I think. And in a couple of hours, it might be slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'll throw in a couple of like honorable mentions that just recently got like cut from the top 10 uh, dark funeral. We are the apocalypse. I've enjoyed that album since it came out. It's it's simple black metal stuff, but I dig it. It's fun to listen to um, white ward. Cronus is really good. I just didn't spend enough time with it. Yeah. Uh, the devils of Loudon or Ludon or whatever. Oh yeah. That album's really forgot about great that. album. Uh, yeah. Sayor Origins, uh, yes, cool. I also really enjoyed Destruction's album this year, this year, Diabolical. Uh, they, you know, I didn't listen to that for some reason. It's good. It's pretty good. It is. It is, is the. It uh, okay. It's the better classic thrash metal album that came out this year. Uh, better than the Creator. Uh, mm, I. You know what? I need. I didn't spend enough time with that. Uh, mm. I was thinking of Megadeth. That. Oh well, who, we'll get who we, did not well, make the list. Uh, Megadeth. We can we can we let's talk about it for one quick second. If Megadeth was if Dave Mustaine would learn how to self edit, that would have been a top fifteen album for me. Um, there's some really good stuff on there it. Is some really there is some really good stuff on it. Yeah, but then there's some songs that just sort of like destroy the momentum that he had going yeah. and and just 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 kills the album for me. Yeah, it it's a. Uh, I don't know. Like, I kind of, like you said, there's things about it that I really enjoy, but overall, like it didn't make, it didn't even make my preliminary list. Yeah. So it's way low on my list. It's like a 60, 40, 60% good, but then that 40% is so bad. It makes that 60% not even worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. 2022 was a phenomenal year for music. So anything that's like 60, 40, not even going to come close. I know. (laughs) So I also mentioned um, this band that I found called Abrams. I've brought them up before. Um, They're kind of a JJ Abrams. uh, Not that I'm aware of, but it's, they're kind of a, there's some kind of stoner rock elements about it, but it's also very like nineties alt grunge, but it's really well done. Um, pretty solid album uh, called nice. In the Dark. Uh, also, Church of Cosmic Skull had an album out this year. I'm a huge fan of theirs. This album took a long time for me to get into. It took a lot of listens oh, really? before it started to make sense to me. It was, but that—that's sometimes the better albums. Though, it, in my opinion. sometimes it is. I don't know that that's the case in this one. There's stuff I I <laughs> have I do like it, but it took me a long time to get there. Yeah, it's not uh, as instantly enjoyable as some of their previous stuff has mm. been for me. And they're coming to yes. the concert soon. Right? I am very excited to see them. You going right? I very much want to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's anyway, those are kind of honorable mentions. Uh, so let's go with, uh, 
Number 10, Sidan, Onryo 2, Her Spirit Eternal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is, it's weird, man. Uh, but wow, is it well done. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's such a fun album, which you don't really get to say a lot about a lot of black metal albums. <laughs> it is. Uh, it There's like uh, major key passages all through this black metal album, and they work. It's sort of mm-hmm. like party thrash uh vibe to a black metal album sort of but it's also um i guess maybe part of it has it. punk elements yeah. to it too and but i mean and then it has like this weird japanese overlay yes. where he's telling these japanese horror stories yeah. the whole thing like it's it's some kid who lives like up near christian who's like 22 years old and him and his friend just made this album and it's well fucking awesome they should make more because this was really cool <laughs> They're going to. Um, I'm, they put out a, a new single shortly after the album came out. Good. It was really good as well. I don't know if you heard the single. No, I didn't. It's great. Uh, all right. So number nine, Obsidious, Iconic. Um, yes. I brought this one uh, to Carrie's attention at yep. least a few weeks ago. Um, it's uh, it's it's lower to my list, but it's there actually. Yeah. It's, I think I like it better than New Obscura. Shit, I forgot about the New Obscura. <laughs> I forgot about exactly. a lot of things though. There are a lot yeah. of things that I just plain forgot about. <laughs> but this one's cool. It's like very techy melodic death metal, I guess. Um but it's it's well done. A lot of clean singing. There is a the lot clean of clean singing. Really yeah. well. Yeah. That's why that's why it didn't make my list. <laughs> <laughs> um so number 8 is A Pale December, Death Panacea. Um, I really liked that album. I, it, it got overshadowed by so much that came out, in my opinion. But it was it was really good at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the, it, I think what happened here is so some of these are where they are for like critical reasons, and some of them are where they are just because I listened to them that much. And this one is of that caliber. Like it's good. I critically, I think it's good, but it's it's where it is because I listened to it a whole lot. Um, I don't think I've ever heard this at all. Uh, sort of. You should check it out. Atmospheric it, black metal sort of stuff. It'd be a top forty for me. Like it probably is in the thirty to forty range because I listened to it a shitload this year. It's a, a great album. December? I think that there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of albums that were in a similar style to this that I think were critically better this year. But I just this one I latched onto and really enjoyed it. So. Uh, cool. that's that one, uh, kind of similar with my number seven. Uh, there's albums that are technically and critically better than this one, but I listen to the shit out of burned in effigy Rex Mortem. Um, which is they're like neoclassical melodic death metal. Um, yeah. but I listened to that a lot in the earlier parts of the yeah. year. It came out like in April. It, yeah, it came out pretty early and I kept going back to it uh, or tracks kept coming up and I kept finding myself, you know, jamming out to them. It's like I said, is neoclassical death metal, which is difficult to do to begin with and really difficult to do well. And I think these guys do it really well. They, um, a lot of uh, one of the problems that I think a lot of these bands run into is they get so far into the neoclassical part of it and they get really noodly and they forget to rock. <laughs> these yeah. guys always <laughs> these guys always hook it back in before it gets to that point. They they go off on these neoclassical noodly trips, which you kind of have to do in this genre of music, but they always pull it back in. They hook it back in and get heavy and driving again, like kind of just in time. And I think that's really enjoyable about this album. 
Uh, number six, and I'm surprised that uh, this one is, is is this low on the list, but it was actually lower, um, was Blind Guardian, The God Machine. Um, so y'all know I love Blind Guardian, one of my favorites. This is a really good Blind Guardian record. It goes back to... Uh, they've kind of, it's sort of a throwback to sort of a classic blind guardian sound. It's not all the way back to like their speed metal days, but it's kind of in that like late nineties, early two thousands blind guardian feel to it. And it's really good. Um, it, this one also took a little while to hook me as well. It took several listens before I was really into it, which again, that was also surprising. Um, uh, number five, Kvan, the great below. Um, like every track on this album slams. Uh, it is yeah, good shit. Such a good album. They get better with every release. So, and Jeff Lewis is on it. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how they do this, how they pronounce this name. It's either Brimir or Bremir. Bremir. Yeah. Bremir Voices in the sky. Talk about a fun album. Um, this is Finnish, yes. like Finnish, very melodic <laughs> death, uh, black, it's, it's uh, black and it, black and power metal. It, I describe it as black, black, and, black power and power. Metal. Metal. That's great. I never f- quite put it that way, but yeah, black and power metal is exactly what it is. Uh, black and symfo power metal. And yeah. it's a heck of a lot of fun. And, uh, um, it is, it, it wasn't originally going to be in my top 10. And then I listened to it again last night and I was like, you know what? I've been enjoying this so much this year it's got to go on there and it just through the day it's been working its way up the list see i i loved their last album there's their last album was a top 10 for me it, but they leaned a lot heavier into the black side on the last one and this one i feel like they leaned a lot heavier into the power side okay there's a lot more clean singing mm-hmm. a lot less blast beats and it just kind of didn't really gel the same way the first one did for me okay so i, I enjoyed this album I, I enjoyed some songs more than others um but it's probably like in the 50 to hundred range for me. Oh, okay. wow. What? Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, if you listen to MSR cast, it might be uh, in the top three for Sean. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I saw him post that on his metal yeah. Pigeon page, but you know, Sean's all about power metal and I'm not. So <laughs> I'm, I, I, I come and go on power metal. So uh, this one got me. I thought this was, this was good. Um, so, three this one i'm actually surprised this one ended up as high as it did on my list and again that's just because i listened to it so damn much ghost and para um as always happens when ghost puts out a record i don't quite get it at first and then the more i listen to it the more i enjoy it this is not the best ghost record um by any stretch it's the it's the it's the worst ghost record but it's still a good ghost record Mm, yeah maybe um I listened to it a lot. I still don't get what they were like. I understand what they were trying to do. I don't get why twenties was the thing it's, they came up if with. If it wasn't for that fucking song, this would probably be a top 25 I for me. I like that song. I, I know I'm hate weird. that song. Like, uh, the one, the I, pennies one. Yeah. Twenties from the twenties. I listened oh, to this 20s. album so much this year. I, I really did. Like if it was, if I made my list entirely based on amount of time devoted to an album, this would definitely be a top 25 for me. But that fucking song. <laughs> You're a proud owner of the of the vinyl from Target now. Thank you. Thanks for picking mm-hmm. that up. I'm a big I'm a big pass on that 
I mean, there's a lot of good songs on it, but there was a lot of songs on there I didn't like too. Really, the only one that in- I don't that doesn't sit well with me is Twenties. The rest of them I'm pretty much cool with. Um, Dave, yeah, if you're interested here. in the vinyl, I can get it pretty cheap at Target right now. Okay, he's a he's like, a ghost dealer. I ghost apparently dealer. so. I got I got the ghost. Uh, so the last two um, might be kind of interchangeable, and one of them really surprised the shit out of me that it's number two, and that's Zeal and Ardor's self-titled album. What? I listened to it again wow. last night. Every track on that album fucking slams. It is this. I think this is one of the most creative uh, projects. Uh, and I didn't get them for a little while. And I've mentioned this on the show several times. I saw them open for Opeth and Mastodon, seeing them live and kind of getting what it is they're they're doing, like what the image, uh, the vision is for this project. Yeah. Went okay. I've got something I can go with, and I went into it with that spirit. And the more, like every time I listen to this album. I love it. It's it hits hard. Uh, <laughs> there are some killer tracks on this album, um, and it's all good. It's a it's a good listen all the way through. But man, there are several tracks that just kill it. Um, like I said, call I, me surprised on that one. I, I, I am good, too. I, I'm surprised about it too. It's one of those that when I first got into it at the beginning of the year when it came out, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is really unique and interesting, and I've not. I'm, you know, I'm not really sure about this, but it's interesting enough that I want to keep coming back. And then that kept happening and kept happening, and kept happening. And it became something I listened to all year long and just got more and there's, more into. There's really no other bands doing that style. No, so. it's, and that's one of the things I enjoy about it is there, it's such a creative take um, real quick. If no one, if anyone knows, doesn't know who I'm talking about, Zealand Ardor is a project um, where the gist of it is essentially, what if black metal came out of uh, black culture in America um, instead of where it came from? Basically, that like post, basically post emancipation. What if there was like a, a faction of the black community that like basically went fuck these colonizers and their religion were Satanists now, and that became like a thing. And so yeah, there's a lot of hymnal style yeah. music in it. So it's like yeah. black. I, I like the spirit behind it, but not the music so much. <laughs> it's the so it's it's black metal, but it's got a whole lot of blues and like spirituals mm-hmm. and like chain gang Southern. songs and stuff like that mixed yeah. all the way through it. I think it's really interesting. Uh, the more I sit with it, the more I like it. And I listened to it again last night and loved it all the way through. And so it's at number two. Uh, it almost got number one as much as I liked it, but number one sits with Allegion Damnum. Yeah, number one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, nice. It's a it's a great album. Um, it really is. That, and I, I've, yeah, it's that one's also a lot of fun all the way through, and I, it's a technical marvel. It's I, I think that's a lot of why it ended up where it is. Is everybody is firing all pistons on this album. It feels like to me. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know I, f- I feel like for me, cause I've always been a big Allegiant champion. You know, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time, like losing Riley, you know, and what happened with the band. I don't know. It cast kind of a shadow over Damnedom Cause like, I love the album and it probably would have been a top 10 for me. Um, if I tried to keep those separate though, in my, in I, my I really do, but I just, it, it tainted it for me. So, I, like it just, it just did. I know that 
I tried to not let his departure do taint that either. I wanted to take it just as it was with him. Can we stop saying taint? No, taint, taint, (laughs) taint. Um, I wanted to take it just as it was with him on it and judge it based on that. Uh, I am bummed out that he left. I don't actually know why. I don't know if there was some bullshit that went down or if it was just, it was a change in life for him. Cause I know he had a lot of shit going on, but yeah, he, he started doing a lot of side stuff and I don't think the van was his main focus okay. so much anymore. Well, he what gives a great performance on this album. I will, I will. Oh, give he absolutely that. does. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, that that's my list. Very cool. Very solid. All right. Uh, Justin, you ready? Yeah, sure. We're going to do your top 100 now? <laughs> uh, I mean, I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a couple of honorable mentions. Um, so Harakiri from the Sky, you know, it's uh, it's one of my favorite bands. Wait, it's a honorable mention? It's not higher on your list. Well, so they're not new albums. They're uh, remakes, remasters of their first two albums. Oh, um, okay. And a lot of times when bands put out remasters like they're of varying quality sometimes they're good sometimes they're not yeah uh, they're touring soon too right yeah they are they're gonna get to see them in april i can't wait that's um, awesome but they they rewrote two of the weaker songs on both albums and then the, all the strong songs they just re-recorded and released them and i swear to god i've listened to these more than anything else this year these two honor these two re-releases hmm. of their first two albums i didn't realize it was a, a like a redo yeah, they re-recorded everything and then okay. rewrote um, two of the songs, and um, it's just fucking they awesome. They did a cover song too, if I'm not mistaken, right? They did. They did a cover of "Mad World." That's that's what it was. Mad World. Yeah. And that's that's phenomenal too. Um, it's a good song. It really is. It really is. So you know, if you never heard Cheers of Arcade, fears, man. I highly recommend checking them out. I'm a big fan. But I go into my top ten. Um, since we're trying to keep things brief, I won't dwell too much on things. Cool. Uh, number 10 is Sidan on Rio 2, Her Spirit Eternal. One of the best black metal albums of the year. Everything we said about it with Dave's same pick, number 10. <laughs> it's it's just super fun. One of the most fun black metal albums I've ever heard. Uh, number 9, Worm God, Where Old Curses Rest. In my opinion, this is the best black and death metal album of the entire year. A lot um, of worm bands out there. There's so many worm bands. <laughs> <laughs> this this thing is really in your face. Lots of mel- lots of really good melodies. Um, they fluctuate pretty well between the death and black metal vocals. Mm. Uh, just it's it's a excellent album. It came out later in the year. I think it was October or November. I haven't heard this yet either. But I've gone back to it so many times. Um, highly highly recommend checking out Worm God if you like them. If you like that type of music, uh, Vorga. Striving Towards Oblivion is my number eight. This one may be as a result of um, early in the year bias. Mm-hmm. It's like we were talking about before. Uh, this was one of the first black metal albums that came out. It's atmospheric, cosmic black metal. Um, I remember the cover. It's very spacey. It is very spacey. I've listened to this album a shit ton. It's one of the best black metal albums of the year. Very good background music for just about anything you're doing. Um it's just, it's really, really good. That first so half of the year, that, that first half of the year bias is definitely a real thing. Cause I know that a lot of the items on my list would have been different if those albums came out at the end of the year than if they did at the beginning. Right. Uh, it's because I've had the time to sit with them. Um, 
that that put them where they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, number seven is White Ward's False Light. Um, this album is White Ward taking a step forward. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Love Exchange Failure, their last album, it was my album of the year back in 2019. Uh, I mean, just filled to the brim with raw emotion, like such a, a devastating album. And White Ward has kind of taken a step forward and become more aggressive. And they're writing about everything that's been going on in their home country of Ukraine. I mean, yeah. all, all that is like packed into this. So, you know, they're dealing with the war and the fight with Russia and, you know, losing their home. And there's all this stuff, all these themes built into this album. If you're not following them on social media. You need to, because they are, they're very honest about what's going on. And it's very, very interesting. They're very open more so than yeah. anybody else that I follow that is from there as well. Um, I don't know this, this album, it's very aggressive, but it also has those peaceful moments with the saxophones and the melodies that I like. And, uh, I feel like it's, it's the natural progression towards them just improving. And I'm, I'm really excited about these guys. They're one of my favorite modern black metal bands. So really can't wait to see what comes next from them. Um, number six is Tomarum Ash in the realm of stone icons. Uh, this one is more of a melodic black metal band. Um, tons of melody. Like the aggression is there. It's not really about the emotion, but their, their actual melodies are just really soothing to me for some reason. I don't know. If that's, uh, I couldn't get enough of this one. It was one I returned to over and over again. Number five is wake thought form descent. Um, so these guys aren't even established black metalers. They're more like grindcore. I yeah. think and they just changed styles on this been. album, right? Well, so they started making this progression towards black metal on their last album. <clears throat> and then, uh, which was devouring ruin, I believe. And I liked that one, but I couldn't get into it as much as I did this one. Um, Thoughtform Descent, honestly, if the others weren't so strong, it could have been my album of the year. I'm pretty sure it's, aside from the Harakiri album, the thing I've listened to the absolute most. They're coming um, soon, too. Are they? Yeah, they're coming. Um, I don't remember who they're touring with, but they're touring with somebody. I'll have to pull that up. Man, I'm going to go to a shitload of concerts this year. <laughs> Way more than normal. Anyways, uh, Thoughtform Descent, um, it's one of those albums that resonates with me on like every level, every song, every note. Um, I, I just can't get enough of it. So I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't heard it. Uh, number four was Celeste Assassins. Um, I had never heard Celeste before this year. And uh, I've gone back and since listened to their entire back catalog. Love these guys. Uh, they're very like progressive, modern French black metal. Lots of great melodies. Um, they, they do some, some very, I don't know, avant-garde type stuff in their music as well, which I really dig. It's not quite as like wild as some of the others, but it's like just enough. They're, they just walk that line and they stay right on the right side of it where they do the avant-garde stuff without becoming too whimsical or weird <laughs> for me uh justin may 12th at the white oak it's chemist uh wake and conjurer all right that's a pretty good show yeah I, i'll 
be going to that one too, I guess. I I also uh, listen to that Celeste album quite a bit. It it is very good. It I it I, it didn't get any representation on my list, but I certainly listen to it a fair amount. It's good stuff. Yeah, I like it a lot. Apparently, George did not. <laughs> George is like I don't know any of these bands. <laughs> uh, number three is Garia Mirage. Um, honestly, kind of shocked. This is not my album of the year. Me too. As, as much as I loved Limbo, Limbo was my 2020 album of the year. That album just is fucking soul deflating in the best way possible. It, and they're it, coming it, again too. They're coming yes, in. Uh, I have uh, tickets for the Garia show. February no 16th. Way in, no way in hell I'm missing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mirage is again, a step forward for these guys. They've improved as musicians. They're writing technically better songs. Um, the album is just as polished as it could possibly be. But as often happens when you polish an album so much, you lose a little bit of the emotion. And so that's what yeah. happened. Like limbo is just raw as fuck. Like it is one of the rawest albums I've ever listened to. There's just so much emotion in every single bit of it. And Mirage, there's still a lot of emotion, but it's just not as impactful. Um, so as much as I love it, it didn't quite beat out my, my, first and second choices. Uh, number two is half all that was promised. What a fucking apt title. Uh, (laughs) after a rotten ruin, I was like, these guys are going to be the next tech death band to watch. Yeah. Um, and they fucking made good on that promise because this album, they're, they're just fucking phenomenal songwriters. That's, that's what, makes them a step above everybody else. The only reason this album did not make my list is because I didn't spend more time with it than I did. It's, Mm. it's fucking great. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the best tech death album this year by, by far, like nothing comes close to it. Allegiance like a close second, maybe, but, but you know, everything else, it just blew out of the water. And I've, I've gone back to this album so many times and there's so many moments in it where it like, it pauses and then just comes in so heavy and it just, it's just such a crushing album. It's amazing. Um, and then my number one, uh, which I feel was the strongest black metal album of the year, just punishing, assaulting nonstop mellow black Kavain, the great below. I know Dave had it a little bit lower than I do, but Holy shit. What an album. Yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 what was the last one? The last one was called the towering pyre or something like that. Uh, his last album was great, but this one, it's a again, one man project, isn't it? It is a one man project. Yeah. You know, leaps and bounds further from where he was. And I don't, I don't know what it is, but it seems like the pandemic around the time the pandemic started, all these black metal bands came out of the woodwork and put out things that had so much promise. Um, and then two years later, they're putting out these albums that are just like, holy shit, you guys have improved tremendously over a couple of years. And it's just like, I can't wait to see what all these guys are going to do next. Cause I'm just like overjoyed with the amount of quality black metal we're getting these past few years. So, uh, well, the way you put that with it being uh, kind of occurring over the pandemic that it made me think of when I, when I was a young pup metalhead and was first learning about all of these European and Scandinavian bands, I, I met, um, some guys in a, in a band from, from Norway. And I asked them, Hey, why is it that like Norway and Sweden, why does all of this, you know, black metal music and stuff come out of there? And the guy was like, our winters are very long. 
basically. <laughs> we don't have anything better to do except stay inside. There's no sunshine, we, yeah. so they get sad. Uh, but it's but it's it's also just they stay inside and write music because it's too cold to go outside. And so that made me think of the pandemic thing that you were just saying, that there's so much quality stuff that came out of that because people couldn't go anywhere, couldn't do anything, except apparently find them best their best selves in, <laughs> in their yeah. music. Um, well, I mean, it's, uh, you know, not to, not to put too much positivity on the pandemic, but it's definitely one of the best things that's come out of it because the last few years for music have been some of the best of my entire life. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to what comes next. Very cool. Well, it's all downhill your, from here. Thank you for your list. Let me get it. Uh, let's, let's about to move on to our, our, movies and tv because i know we all have you opinions didn't, didn't there. List, i'm about to i'm gonna do it real quick okay. and you know i've really gone into more detail on msr cast so i'll just go over um i'll, I'll just mention some of the bands uh the new bloodbath yeah fucking killer it's good um the this band glade Fold, which they're That's a good album. it's like a perfect mix of uh like simpho power metal with like melodic death metal yeah, it's great. Um, if, if I like a power metal band, then they're a good good band. Yes, Gladenfold's good. Uh, <laughs> the new Hammerfall, it's 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 definitely more of Hammerfall is what you want. Uh, the new Devin Townsend album, I wasn't a fan of this so much when I first heard it, but it's really grown on me. I watched the uh, the video that he put together that comes with the album, and that really opened it up for for me um it's very much we just talked about the pandemic this was written uh, and recorded mostly during the pandemic so it's it's very what was going on in his mind during that time period so uh, there's some sad elements but there's some really bright elements as well um this mellow dust band that i discovered late in the year called moonshade as we set the skies ablaze killer album really really good Uh, we mentioned the new cave in album, heavy pendulum. I didn't think this would be something that I would like so much, but it's like, uh, it's sort of post grunge in a way. It's a uh, very heavy Allison chain, the, uh, post metal type stuff. I was really good. Uh, we mentioned the halo effect. That's on my, my list there. Really great album. Uh, an album. A lot of people are talking about, uh, an abstract illusion. Uh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, uh, I, man. I I feel like I feel like that's one of those albums that if you give it fifty listens, it'll be one of your favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, I agreed. My my biggest complaint in the beginning was the the drum sound was very too metalcore ish. The production of it, but it, it it's really grown on me. I, I just like had really of time with it, and that, I think yeah. that's the the reason it didn't make it anywhere near my list. But if yeah. you want really heavy progressive music something that you you would want to see opus going in this direction this is something they would be doing now if they didn't do what they're doing if they didn't change their style up this would be the new what they would be doing and it's really good um number i think we're about number 12 for me so elysian damn them we've already discussed that number That's 11 number for 12 yeah <laughs> there you go number yeah, 11, number 11 was halo effect too just just to clarify we're close on that one then uh, 11 for me with hangman's chair, a loner, such a, uh, an emotional phenomenal album. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's just such a great album. If you like melancholy and, uh, there's elements of like the cure and like, like, but 
like like Anasima and the Cure and that '90s Peaceville. That sound, such a great album. Who is this again? Uh, a Hangman's Chair. Okay. Yeah, I think you would really dig them, yeah, Dave. It sounds sounds like something I'd like. I watched. Uh, they played at one of the big metal festivals. And they showed a live performance from them too, and they were able to do the shit live. I'm like, oh yeah, they're great. Actually, real quick, Dave, have you heard Tiramfar? Uh, yes. No. You need to add them to your list. T Y R M F A R. They were like, they're actually my number 11. Uh, Halo Effect was number 12. Allegiance number 16. I went and checked. Tiramfar was like a, a really difficult decision to not make my top 10. Um, yeah, you, you brought that to my attention very late okay. in the year. I think you'll love them, Dave. They like, uh, are not well represented on YouTube Music, which is my primary music streaming service. That oh. may be why I missed it. All right, we're at my number 10. So um, this is an album that I've gone back to over and over and over again. It's a band called Abyssic, uh, brought forth in iniquity. This is former members of the band Susperia, which I did not know that going into. I love Susperia. Um, I actually listened to their last album again for, for the first time in a long time today. Um, but yeah, this is... Uh, it's sort of melodic funeral doom, but they're it's cinematic in scope. There's so much symphonic music going on in, in the album. It's very cinematic. It's such a good mixture. It, it, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. It goes really well together. I love this album. Um, number nine for, for me is one of my favorite uh, UK uh, prog bands, a band called threshold. Um, they always, there's always like one or two songs on a threshold album that are just like my songs of the year and they do it again on this album. I love this. Number eight for me is starlight and ash from oceans of slumber. Uh, I really dug the, the style change where they were going It's like Southern Gothic doom thing they're doing. It fits the band. It fits the a showcase of Cammy's vocals. Um, it was a big risk for them, but I think it's paid off in spades. Uh, number seven for me is a band that I've been into for a, a while. They haven't put out out in a long time. They, I guess they put one out in 2019. I just, it just passed over my radar, but uh, disillusion, they put an album out called AM. It's phenomenal, progressive uh, metal. It's just, I've seen if it on like, a lot of end of year lists. Yeah, if you like Enslaved and you like Subterranean Masquerade, all that that style, it's really really good. Number six for me is Wolfheart, King of the Norse. Uh, it's I don't think it's their best album, but uh, there's some really strong fun tracks like, on here. I feel like that one's got to be your one uh, early year bias pick. <laughs> it is. It is for sure. Uh, number five for me is. Uh, sort of a project with a bunch of different people involved. Uh, this is 2020 or otherwise MMXX. Um, the the album Sacred Cargo. It's a phenomenal um, mixture of all my favorite doom metal elements and one one palatable palatable and clean package. Amazing vocal performances. When you have Dan Swano and Miko from swallow the sun and Aaron from my dying bride on one album and Mick from, uh, antimatter that's hands down right there. It's just such a phenomenal 
the the tones on this album, everything about this album, I, I love. Um, number four for me is a very uh, we talk about early year bias. It's a uh, Arab Altor mm. Varg Timon. That's a good one. I love this album. That's good. I keep yeah, on going good. back to it. Yeah. Um, I know half the member, the, the bass player left early in the year and he passed away, unfortunately, but, uh, some of the members are also in a band called Isole who have a new album coming out very, very soon. I think this month actually. So yeah, I'm, I really love that, that album. Number three for me, here's the part where you guys can play guessing games. What, what would my number three album of the year be? Is it amorphous? It is amorphous. Halo. Yep. <sighs> Man, I don't know. Like I I love Amorphous. You know they're one of my favorite bands. But Halo just it, it's it's so much worse than Under the Red Cloud and Queen of Time. Like so much worse than both of those albums. I agree. And, I agree. I don't think it's as good as those two albums, but yeah. Like with all the quality stuff that came out this year, it, it's really hard to even imagine putting it anywhere near my top 10. Like I was reading Angry Metal Guys post and like those guys were just like holy shit, we forgot an Amorphous album came out this year. They had all posted their top tens and everything, and they were like, how did it not make anybody's list? Right. Well, clearly, because it's just it's, not that. Because it's forgettable. Um, it's a very forgettable album. It, yeah. It, uh, it, it, I, I, I get why you love it, and like I've gone back and listened to it many, many times this year, so and it's I. still an Amorphous album. Yep. It's still really fun, yep. but it's, it's not as good as a lot of other stuff that came out this it year. It doesn't stick oh, with okay. me. Like I, every time it comes around, I, I usually like if it's a, if I'm on shuffle and a track from it comes up, I'd probably enjoy listening to it, but then I forget about it. And I never, I don't <laughs> go back to it. We don't have to, we don't have to dwell on our, on our disagreements here. We're, we we're do. Okay. I hate you forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't hate me. Don't hate me. Cause I love amorphous. <laughs> um, number two for me is revel in time from star one. Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm a sucker for Aryan. I'm a sucker for sci-fi, and I'm a sucker for Dan Swano. Put all three of those together, I, it's it's a perfect album for me. It's great. A lot of great songs. A lot of great vocalists. Even when Tony Martin is on your secondary album, where it's like scratch track, you're like, holy fuck, that's crazy. Uh, number one for me, you guys were. In, might this might be your big surprise i have listened to this album so many times um hands down the album i've listened to way more than any other album this year amazing progressive metal catchy as all can be uh the new vocalist was actually in uh was on the last Asperia album and uh talking about diversum from in the woods i fucking adore this album this is probably one of my top 10 albums of the past 10 years type had how much I love it. I, I don't get bored of it, which is very rare for me. Usually I'll get bored after a while, but now I just keep on going back to it. Even when I'm like, when I was preparing for my top album, I'm like, I should probably listen to something else. I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to listen to in the woods again. That's it. See, like that's, that's the best thing about being a metalhead and listening to yeah. all this music is when you find one of those evergreen albums, that's just yes. like such an amazing personal experience for you. And I'm really happy yeah. you found one. Um, like this year, like I said, it was one of the best years for music overall, but I didn't find one of those. So I kind of feel like it was a disappointing year mm. because the last two or three, I found one of those albums at least. Yeah. And, uh, that it, you know, it's always nice when you find it. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the, the evergreen. I, I liked how you, uh, yeah, that's a great, great term for this. 
All right. Well, that's our music. Um, you know, uh, we all have, we all had some difference of opinions. We all, we, we had some of the same, uh, it was overall, it was just a, a great year for, for metal and for music in general. Definitely. Um, I mean, there was other bands that I listened to this year that are not metal. So that like the new tears for fears is really good. The new Primus is really good. There's a lot of interesting stuff that was on my my radar this year. Hey, actually, I'll throw one more honorable mention out. Stabbing Westward came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's a really fun album. It's pretty yeah. good. I listened to that one quite a bit this year as well. And uh, yeah, wow, it, it's pretty good. Yeah. I don't have uh, Kim's top albums on here. There's no music, but well, Bortnagar didn't put anything out. This right, year, I was going to so. say Bortnagar. We saw them live, so that would that's probably what it would be. All right, Makes so sense. let's move on. Uh, we have our movies and TV shows now. Let, do you want to do TV shows first? I'm sure that's good with me. Let's. Uh, George, how many? I, how many? You, how many do you have, George? How many top TV shows do you have? Oh, um, let's see. And what? And Dave and, and Justin, you too. So maybe we could so, do one, so have, one by I have, one. I have a top ten, and then I have like four honorable mentions. Okay. So as uh, as usual, most of my, uh, especially my TV watching, but both my TV and my movie watching, I, I tend to be very behind on. Uh, I tend to not it's watch okay. the most current shit. So like, I only have like five things on my TV list, and it's like the shit that I happened to watch this year that happened to come out this year. <laughs> so that's okay. I, I feel I feel bad too because like normally I'm on top of it. Normally I see every movie that comes out. And yeah, I, you, do. I, you know, the day it does. And, you know, I watch every didn't series. You, didn't you have some kind of life changing event happen? Well, yeah. In the span of six months, I moved twice and had a baby. So, I mean, my entire life's completely different than it was a year ago. That'll and, do it. Uh, I, I don't have time to watch as many movies as I used to. I don't have time to watch as much TV as I used to. And uh, it's been it's been tougher to watch everything that I want to watch. But I, I feel pretty solid about my list. I know that about- it would probably be different if I had seen everything, though. What about you, George? How many do you have on your top, top TV? I have about 13. Okay. Um, so let's let, here's what I want to do. Let, we'll let Dave go first. I have some honorable mentions. And then once we get to our top 13, we'll just go one by one. Me, you, and Justin. I think that'll be easy to do, right? Sure. Sure. That's fine. All, all right. right. So, Kick uh, us off. Yeah. All right. So here, here are the, the, the shows from 2023 that I watched. <laughs> Twenty-two, uh, yeah, twenty-two that I watched. Uh, You're watching shows in the future. I, I was about to say he's in the future. We're like way behind. Uh, so uh, my so there there are only five of them that I could think of, and uh, so this one was one uh, that I watched with my kids and really enjoyed. And it's a shame that it got shut down early. The Owl House on uh, which is a Disney show. Um, it's really pretty good, fun show. Uh, I haven't heard of that. It's, is it a cartoon or yeah, a live action? It's, it's a cartoon. It's about a. It's a lot of the creators from Gravity Falls went over to that show, right? I don't know about that. Maybe uh, I, it's tied in with uh, Amphibia, with another Disney cartoon. I do like Amphibia quite. I've a bit. seen some of that one, and it's pretty good. But I haven't watched very much of it. Um, but yeah, it's about a, a girl who. Uh, ends up going through a doorway into a world of magic and monsters and stuff like that and befriends a an outcast witch who's the owl lady and she's an outcast from society because she does wild magic meaning that she won't she won't pick a track 
and stay to it. So it, it becomes a story about uh, authoritarianism because that, that caste system is uh, um, very top down that uh, there's like a head magician and he divides everybody into like a different house and you get set apart and you only do the kind of magic that you're supposed to be doing. She's, she does wild magic. She does whatever she wants. And so she's like outcast from society and is often considered a criminal. So this girl from, uh, from our world goes over in there and meets her and wants to become a witch, but she's not inherently magical. So it's, it's her dealing with that and her dealing with, the fact that she's now no longer at home and does her mom miss her and how can she get back? Cause she's stuck in this other world. Um, and there's a lot of other subplots and uh, there's a, a, there's a lot going on in the show, but uh, it's pretty good. Um, pretty cool. Enjoyable stuff to watch with the family. Uh, number four uh, was murderville. <laughs> yes. That's like, an honorable mention like, for me. Oh yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I, I, that came out this year and I watched that. It was, yeah, it was that's definitely fun. an honorable mention. I didn't for me see, too. I didn't watch the holiday special yet. I've heard it's very, oh, good. you have to watch the holiday special. It is good. so good. <laughs> I think it's the best, the best thing they've done on that show. The weirdest thing about the holiday special, it's all about Christmas. and like, stuff, but there was so much Hanukkah decorations everywhere. I mean, the weirdest thing about the holiday special was Pete Davidson, but I mean, that was, well, yeah, <laughs> it was He's so like, good. What the f-? He didn't even know what the fuck he was doing there. He was, why am I here? <laughs> uh, number three was uh, season six of Big Mouth, which I. Uh, oh yeah. I may not be I all. The, I don't think I'm all the way finished with it yet. I think I, I still have an episode or two left. I completed that show. Uh, uh, watched the whole season. It's fun. I, uh, I don't. The show like... keeps better and better. There was good stuff. I don't feel like this season is paced as well as some of the previous seasons, but there's still a lot of good stuff in it. A lot of good, there was a lot, a lot of, of good conversations like, in this one. Yes. And there was a lot of, uh, uh, I guess some of the tertiary characters are starting to come more to the forefront yeah. a little bit too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, uh, inside job part two. Uh, yes, I'm very disappointed by the news. I'm uh, sorry, dude. I, I, I saw that. I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause they, th- so <sighs> That's a big conspiracy that they, it's not coming back. It is. So <laughs> this is y'all. If you've been listening to the show at all, you've heard me talk about this one. It's a, a show that feels ready made for me. All of the conspiracies are real and they're facilitated by corporations that work in the shadows. And it's just about the people who work for one of these corporations and how it's like the office drama and the wacky hijinks they get up to by running the world in secret, basically. Um, and, uh, they ended so they when they signed for it. Netflix bought twenty episodes and they released the first ten as part one. That's so that's the first half of season one. Then they released the second half of season one just a couple of months ago, and that's what this was. And um, in between them dropping the first part and the second part, Netflix renewed them for a second season. And I'm convinced yeah. that changed how they ended this season because they ended it very much in a not resolved place. They ended it in a very, we are going somewhere with this. Uh, and so we're leaving this on kind of a cliffhanger, unsatisfying ending kind of a place. And then they got canceled just a few days ago. And I'm very <laughs> upset about that. Uh, Cause I, I feel like if they had known that 
they would have wrapped the story up as well as they could. Right, have. Yeah. But instead they got told they had the go ahead. And so they planned for that and then got cut off. So I'm, I'm not, that makes sense. With that. The same thing that happened to Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Same damn. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great show. It was, it was really it was. good. I really enjoyed that show. It was on for two seasons. Three. Yeah. Three. Or was yeah, it three right? seasons? I thought it was only two. Yeah. George only watched two. So he didn't know. Yeah. There's a whole nother season out there for me to be disappointed by. <laughs> so my uh my number one was uh rings of power which probably doesn't oh, surprise yeah. anybody uh nope but i loved it too it i great. thought it was great, it was great uh, i still haven't finished it yet so it's I need to watch uh, it. it's a slog yeah. to get started a little bit um there's a lot of ground that they have to cover and i that yep. could be the first couple episodes can be hard to get through but i love how it went and i loved how they ended the season and i am excited to see where they're going yeah yeah, like, I don't understand. Lord of the Rings, the, dude, there's a lot of ground they have to cover. They have to walk a lot. There's a lot of people that weren't happy with there it. There are a lot of people that it. weren't happy with it. Why? I really enjoyed it. I thought they did a great job. I, a lot of people I hear are like, oh, well, you know, it's okay if you forget everything you know about the uh, the movies. And I'm like, why? It, it's not. I'll, the, I'll, like, I'll spoil my list, Dave. That's my number three. Yeah. Yeah. It's my number six. There you go. I haven't finished it, so I didn't put it on in my list. Very cool. Uh, I'm going to get to some of my um, my honorable mentions, and then we'll. We said number thirteen is when we all can coalesce together. Well, I have a top ten, and then I have honorable mentions. So. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to mention the new season of Barry, which is really good. Um, it was it was good. It wasn't as good as the last season. No, I agree. That it's definitely lower on my list. Uh, there's a really cool documentary about ILM on Disney Plus called Light and Magic. I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I enjoyed the new season of The Boys. Um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Is, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi is lower on my list. There was elements that I really enjoyed, but it was not my favorite Star Wars series for sure. Uh, we just finished Welcome to Chippendale, so that's sort of fresh in my mind. I really. I liked that show a lot. It was. Uh, I keep, watched. We 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 ground we grinded through it too. Yeah, um, it was don't a lot better grind. than I expected it to be. You don't say grind when you talk about that show. Wait, what? What you talk about? What show? Welcome, Welcome to, to Chippendales. Chippendales. It's Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, yeah. It's the historical drama of uh, you know the Chippendale story. Yep. Mm. He, um, it's pretty good. It's you don't know good. if you hate him, if you love him, or he plays that character really, really well. He's he's a very good actor. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed She-Hulk Attorney of Law. I thought that there was it was a they were going for a weird comedy and they and they su- succeeded. Um, I think if I look at Kim's list, that's probably her number one. Um, it is. I just looked. Uh, Kids in the Hall. I loved the new Kids in the Hall season. It was so funny. Kids in the Hall is my number ten. There you go. <laughs> it was um, great. <laughs> Uh, the new season of Ozark. I, I was happy where they were able to end that show. I hated the ending. I did not did like really? the last episode at all. I thought I thought the series overall is is great, and I really liked everything up until the finale. And then I feel oh. like they dropped the ball to the finale. I don't think so. Yeah, well, that, uh, difference of opinion. Uh, what's her name? Uh, J- Julia Garner just won a Golden Globe tonight for that performance. I mean, she was great, so yeah. she deserves it. Uh, the after party, which I really enjoyed that show. It was a murder, murder mystery type show. Uh, Sam Richardson was in it, but each episode was a different style of, uh, like a, like a filmmaking style. Like a, like a, it was, it was just very interesting how they did that show. 
um, our flag means death. Has anybody else besides me watched that? I know Justin I hate, won't. I hate Taika Waititi. There's no way in hell I'm watching it. <laughs> I, 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 I re- you it's, watched it's, it, George? Yeah, it's one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a show that nobody really talks about. I really liked it. Uh, a show. There's a show on Netflix called Mo. Local as uh, a local yeah. comedian. Mo. So it's an eight, it's an A twenty four show. They actually yes. yeah. actually did it. Mo was really fun. Uh, it was based in Houston. It's about it's, a you it's know. based in A Leaf, which is right behind where I grew up. I spent a lot of time in A Leaf, so I'm like, oh, I recognize a lot of the shit. Did so, you watch it, George? I did. The only thing I really liked about the show was seeing the locations in Houston. But other than that, I thought it was like a big wet paper bag. I thought it was pretty fun. And George enjoys wet, big wet paper bags. Apparently, <laughs> I, I like the, seeing the locations, but if it come out, I don't think I'm going to catch up with a season two if they come out with one. Um, I want to mention uh, we haven't really talked about this show a lot. I want to like it a lot more than I actually am right now. Um, there's elements that I love about the show, and there's elements that I I, I absolutely despise. And that's Willow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not caught up either. I've only watched the first three episodes. But, okay. It gets um, the last episode that just came out. It was so good, but there's parts of the show. And it's like, it, it's sort of cringy. <laughs> um, it's the, the modern music sort of takes me out of it, but just some of the writing on the show, it feels very modern and, and it just takes me out of this fantasy. Uh, so I think you forget who the target audience is for though. The target audience is for preteens and teenagers. Mm, is, is it, it though? Yes. I, I don't think it is. I think I think the target audience is people that were grew, that grew up in the eighties yes. and liked Willow. I totally disagree. I don't think that's what it is. If that was the case, it would have more adult uh, characters in the show. All right. Um, I want to mention a few more. Then we'll get into our top ten. Uh, Ms. Marvel. I enjoyed that with my wife. It was really uh, the, well done. The new season of Evil was really good. Uh, Doom Patrol. I'm watching that season right now. I'm like, yeah. I the last episode was they brought the daughter back. I'm like, no, don't yeah, do she that. Was, she was terrible. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm I'm don't I do think that. Four episodes into the new season. Yeah, uh, I didn't even realize they had come out at one point. I'm like, oh, there's a, there's like three episodes of the new. What the hell? Yeah. How'd that happen? I mean, Brendan Fraser is amazing. He's yes. he's great, and uh, the whole cast is really good. It's it's a really fun show. It is. Um, I don't that, I don't know how much longer is going to last though with all the HBO stuff. It's not gonna, but I, I mean, that's okay. Be, I'm sure this will be the last season. It's not like it was an amazing show or anything anyways. It was just fun. Yeah. And you know, it, you know, they'll find a logical ending point and that'll be it. And that'll be fine. Season one was pretty legit though. Season yeah. one was great. Uh, only murders in the building. I, I enjoyed the new season of that that's show. Honorable mention. Are, I put that way higher. Are you still doing honorable <laughs> yeah. mentions? I am. I have. Oh shit. I haven't watched that, that was, watch. Yeah. Like that. That's like in my top four. Oh well, it's my number three. Guys, I regret guys are different having than me. watched it. Then I really liked the first season and just never got around to watching this new one. Season, season it's, it's two really, really really picks up the uh, really lands leans into the comedy more than season one did, but it's yeah. it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Speaking of uh, shows that Justin was not going to like because Taika Waititi is involved in it, what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah, I, I love forgot I watched the that. New, great new season. Yeah, it was, it and, was uh, interesting. Number eleven for me was Peacemaker. Speaking of early in the year, as an honorable uh, mission, what the hell did you put in your top ten? You'll have to see <laughs> a bunch of stuff you're gonna hate. Yeah, I'm really curious. Bunch of stuff you, bunch of stuff you're not gonna like. 
Okay. Is it going to be like all reality shows or something? Uh, all 500 of them. What is that? Angels oh, wow. and flip flops. Angels and flip flops. <laughs> oh my god! I didn't realize you were that big of a Charles, fan. Charles Hayden Savage. Wow. <laughs> Where, where'd you get that from? Mondo released a limited edition, like twelve hundred of these or something. Oh, um, cool! It's like yeah, a seven it's inch, or it's like a seven inch. Only murders in the building. It's the single from the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's so <Crazy>. awesome. <laughs> I thought it was fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's do our top ten. Uh, George, why don't you start? I've, uh, I've still got honorable mentions I wanted to go over. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's do that then. Sorry. George, you can do yours first. I, I only I only have two honorable mentions, which is uh, Willow and Miss Marvel. I really like Willow, but I'm not going to put it in my top ten list or top mm-hmm. list because it's not done. And the jury's still out on how much I really like it. I do enjoy it. It's just uh, there's a couple episodes that were some really big misfires for me. Yeah. Uh, same thing for Miss Marvel. Uh, I really like it, but there's a, quite a few episodes that were misfires for me. Um, but overall, I do enjoy both shows, and that's why they're in my honorable mention. All right, cool. Justin, what about your honorable? Honorable. Uh, so, so one of mine is Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, I didn't. I don't really watch all the Star Wars shows, but I did watch Obi Wan, and I enjoyed it. I tried to watch Andor, I couldn't get into it. Um, <laughs> Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, obviously, I love Cyberpunk. But this was really cool because Is that the anime show, right, on Netflix. The anime on Netflix, yeah. But it all takes place in Night City, which is you know Night City is like its own person. You know, it's like this anthropomorphized thing inside of cyberpunk. You know, like the city feels alive, and so all these locations and all these characters, you're seeing people from the the game, from different things that went on. It was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, Beavis and Butthead. The new show, the new series on Paramount. That's in my honorable mentions. Oh, I forgot about I watched that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Every episode wasn't great. I've only seen clips of it that like I've caught because they have a TikTok and I've seen like the TikTok shorts that they put out. They are fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, every one of them I've seen is really funny. The 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 K-pop episode was probably the funniest thing I've seen in like five years. I like I I was laughing so hard it hurt. (laughs) I haven't seen that episode. I must have missed that one. Where uh, they keep turning, well, they have the music video on for like a K-pop band and Butthead leaves the room and Beavis starts singing along to it. And then he starts <laughs> dancing on the, the couch and then Butthead comes in and he's like, what the hell are you doing, asswipe? And he's like, oh, nothing, nothing. And they're sitting there and Butthead's making fun of it and then Beavis can't help himself. He starts dancing and he starts singing along and Butthead just starts slapping him over and over again. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it for my honorable mentions. We can move on to the actual... All right, so we're just gonna do like, like round robin. We all say yep. one and keep going. Yes, sir. Let's do it that way. All right, so you start, Carrie, since you have the mysterious, crazy list that we don't know about. Apparently, <laughs> my number ten was a TV series uh, called The Resort. I'd never finished that show. I wanted Heard to. It. It's, it's only a, it's on Peacock only. Yeah, it's a yeah. Peacock show. Um, uh, I, 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 it's sort of like a weird murder mystery. They're trying to solve a, mi- a murder. Don't spoil it. Cause I'm, I'm not still watching it. I think I'm like, that's why I'm trying to be very in. careful here. I, we, we, is a lot of these are that are on my list are shows that we watched together, me and my wife, because you know, um, we really enjoyed this show. Uh, so no spoilers. Uh, cause there's, there, we'll, we'll just move on from there. George, okay. what about you? Uh, my number 10 is a TV show called Players. It's on uh, Paramount Plus. 
It's uh, from the people who kind uh, of they did a Netflix uh, show where they uh, like who, who who drew this penis. What's the name of that show? American Vandal. <laughs> Yeah, I, remember, I remember American Vandal, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, George so, is watching way different shows than we are. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a documentary. It's a documentary. <laughs> I remember. It's a I fake documentary called yeah. American Vandal. Anyway, they did another show very in the same vein, but they're Not making, like an esports team, right? Yeah, they're talking about esports, and they did it in the way they did that uh, the the Last Dance documentary with uh, Michael Jordan and the okay. Chicago Bulls. So they went with that approach, but for an esports team. And I, I can give two shits less about esports, and I can give two shits less about the game that they're playing, and I don't know anything about esports or the game that they're playing. And it was fucking hilarious to see these uh, overly overprivileged nerdy white kids talk about how hard it is to be esport players. <laughs> and uh, it's just one of the funnier things I've seen on Paramount Plus. So if you got it, actually check that out. That sounds fun. If you got it, it's definitely a worth uh, a watch. I think the episodes are like 20, 30 minutes. So you can, you know, easily digest it. Cool. All right. Uh, my number 10 was kids in the hall. Like I said, it was great yeah. to have those guys come back. Um, that fourth episode was one of the funniest things I've seen all year. The one where he's on, where Dave Foley's on the radio and the post apocalypse. Yeah, yes. Holy shit, that was funny. Um, <laughs> never wanted to see Dave uh, Foley's penis, though, but. Th- no, but I mean, you know, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> yep. Very cool. I, yeah, that was such a great show. I didn't realize they had put out a, a, a series. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on, it was streaming there too about. Uh, like it was just about like a like the devil comes to town or something. I can't remember what it's yeah, called. Yeah, the the devil. Um, shit, what was it called? It was like the devil comes to town. I watched it too at the same time, right after I, had, I finished the. the yeah, me too. I hadn't. I didn't know there was a thing. Um, are we in, okay? Are we back to me. Yeah. Yep. Number nine for me is a show called The Offer, which was you know me and my love. Dude, I forgot that movie came out or that show came out. It's you know I love the making of of other movies inside of a show. So it's basically the making of the Godfather sort of sort of fictionalized yeah. from the guy who supposedly. Yeah. It's one of those from things. The, the guy who supposedly produced the movie of the Godfather. Yep. It's his life story about producing the movie. I thought the, I thought the show was great. It was a uh, guy. What's that guy's name? Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Thank you. He, he was phenomenal in it. He was all right. The guy who they got Dave, uh, what's his name? Dave, not Dave Foley, Dan Fogel. Oh yes, he was perfect casting for Francis yes, Coppola. He was. Hmm. I'm I never, at his... I never thought you could actually accurately cast uh, Francis Ford Coppola, but apparently you can. I'm looking at his autograph on my wall right now. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he was great in that show. I forgot about that. Okay, All so right. is it back to me now? Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, my number nine show is called Under the Banner of Heaven. It is a uh, crime detective drama starring Andrew Garfield, Sam Worthington, and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, I can't remember his name right now, but it's going to come to me later. Uh, anyway, it's about this uh, murder that happens in Utah, and uh, Andrew Garfield plays this Mormon detective, and he has to solve this uh hmm this uh, case and it, like, I saw it, previews for that, but I never watched it. Yes. Yeah, uh, it makes him like reckon with his uh, faith and who he is as a person and, and like 
what does it mean for him to believe in what he believes in? And awesome. it, it's a really good crime drama. Where is that streaming at? It's on FX Hulu. On Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Hulu. Uh, my number nine was the bear. Um, you know, I started so, that show, but I haven't finished it. Wow. That's interesting. That's your number nine. That's so uh, like, that's like my number four. Well, I've, I've, I've loved Jeremy Allen White ever since Shameless. Shameless is like one of my favorite all-time shows. I fucking love it. It's definitely my favorite like live-action comedy show. He won a, a Golden Globe for that performance tonight. Uh, so The Bear, um, it's if you ever worked in a kitchen, that's what it's like. But <laughs> you know? way more intense. <laughs> way more intense. And, uh, you know, he, he was phenomenal throughout the entire thing. And he was just really entertaining to watch. And um, it's one of the best new shows has come out so i highly right. recommend it yeah the bear is fantastic i need to finish that i started like the first two episodes um <sighs> i know if i had completed that show it'd probably be higher on my list for sure or be on my list um number eight for me don't make fun of me okay too late this is i really liked the show i like uh crime like shows and um i thought stallone was great in the show the tulsa king I've heard good things. I, I enjoyed it. it. Apparently it's done by the same guy who does like yellow, no, Yellowstone. Yeah. Yellowstone 1882 and yeah, all uh, that. So it's basically, uh, Tyler you know, Sheridan, Tyler. That's his name. It, this show is really, really great. Um, there was a, a, a funny moment with, um, oh, the guy from, why am I? Why do I, I was just thinking about this today? Every time like we go to record a podcast, my mind just goes blank on things. <laughs> but um, yeah, I really liked Stallone in the show. You know, he was in jail for twenty five years, gets out of jail, and they they throw him to Tulsa, and you know, hilarity ensues. Type of show. He's a, he's a mob king in small <laughs> small town Tulsa. Yep, it's one much. I've got to watch. It's, on it's my actually list. really good. I think you guys will really enjoy it. <laughs> I watched um, the first episode and go, eh, I have other things to watch. <laughs> you didn't, you, you didn't like it. I, I don't know. I really love Stallone. I think he's very magnetic on screen, but the premise and everyone around Stallone kind of feels very second tier and non-interesting. Uh, it has Max Casella. If you remember him from Doogie Howser, his best friend. I and, do not uh, remember that, but okay. Martin Starr uh, was is in it. And he, there was a there was a line late one of the later episodes where he was like breaking into uh like like online, and he's like, "How did you learn how to do this?" He's like, "I worked at an internet startup for five years." I'm like, "Oh, there's a funny callback right there." Yeah, that's my number eight. I really enjoyed that show. All right, George. Oh, it's my turn. Sorry. I thought it was just <laughs> Um My, uh, where are we? Number eight. My number eight is Man vs. B on Netflix. Is that Mr. Bean? It is Mr. Bean. Oh Rowan Atkinson, not playing Mr. Bean, but Rowan no. Atkinson. And uh, I'm a huge Mr. Bean fan. I, I are own you? this. I, yeah, I own this almost all the series that explains so much right now. <laughs> and, uh, this is probably the closest thing you'll get to a Mr. Bean show without having Mr. Bean, uh, the character in it. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, it's, it's listed as a TV show, but it should have been a movie. It's just so much fun. 
And the title says it all. It's Mr. Bean fighting a bee while he's house sitting a house and he destroys this rich people's house. It's fucking hilarious. That sounds funny. I'll have yeah. to check that out. <laughs> Dude, please do and report back. I find it really funny. Like, just when you think it can't get any more insane, they, they go two more levels higher. I love wow. when they do that kind of shit. I'll, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. That sounds probably awesome. better than the Pentaverid, right? Oh, Pentaverid was such a letdown. God. I didn't even try to watch it. I saw oh, the I trailer and I go, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> I tried. I, I really tried. Like, I forced myself because there was nothing else to watch during that time. And oof. oof. <laughs> that, was, that was rough to get through. <laughs> All right. What's, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is The Sandman. That's something I never completed. I, I don't know why I didn't go back to it. I watched like the first, you know, I do know why because it was a show that. I wanted to watch with Kim. She's like, well, let's not don't watch it without me. And we just never went back to it. I put that back on the list. That, that's my number seven. So that's just about, a little spoiler. About the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a very like good interpretation of the comics. Um, really well done. I love that they came back and made some of the short stories from the comics into um, sequel episodes that they released after the show had f- finished. It's a main part of the story. Um, I wish they'd done the villain slightly differently, but other than that, I got no complaints. It was a lot of fun. It was I fun seeing the Sandman on screen. Very cool. So what are we at? Number seven? Yep. My number seven is House of the Dragon. Man. I really, yeah. That's interesting. That it didn't even make any of my lists. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, yeah, we, yeah, I didn't think I was going to like it because when they did like the sort of time jump with the new, new actors, but both sets of actors are really good <laughs> i think yeah. what it is is i'm still butthurt from uh last three seasons of game of thrones and uh it, also- it was definitely hard to I, i'm gonna skip you george it was my number seven as well um <laughs> hey uh, it was it was really it was really hard to like justify watching yeah. it i think is what george was saying and it's like game of you thrones separate was such that, a letdown. you know yeah I, I almost put off watching it, but again, it was like there was nothing else to watch the weekend that it came out. So I went ahead uh-huh. and gave in and uh, I'm glad I did because it was actually really well done. All the characters are great. You know, it's a, a new story they're telling that doesn't really have to draw on the pre-existing books. I mean, I know these are defined characters by Martin and stuff, but they're not like, you know, they, they didn't have uh, the same problem that Game of Thrones had, I think. Yep. Mm, not yet. <laughs> so your number seven, what was your number seven, George? Uh, well, I said Sandman if we're doing well, yeah. that, but I, I can go into the next one if you want to go to the next one. Well, oh, we, we, you got, yeah, go ahead. Like on, uh, we're at number six now then, right? All right. Yep. Yes, that would make sense. My six. number six is one of the only sitcoms on my list. And this, I love the show. It's such a well done show. It's on CBS. It's ghosts. It was on my list last year, but this new season has been great as well. I haven't finished the first season, but I mm. enjoyed the the US version more than the UK version. Yeah, sure. me too. We watched part of the UK version, yeah. I think the US version is much funnier. The ghosts are better, I think. I think they're more slapstickier and the ghosts in the UK version are yeah. more drier. Well, you know, it's, like it's British comedy for British you. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I love ghosts. We, it's something we watch every week together. It's great. Okay. Right. So my number six, yes, sir. uh, is the rehearsal. I hear uh, about this a lot. I haven't I watched it. Watch it. I haven't gotten around to it yet. So just 
try to imagine somebody coming up with the craziest fucking idea and then putting a crazier idea inside of that crazy idea and then practicing it out over and over again. The the multi-level layer that Nathan Fielder goes through this shit and the fact that HBO bankrolled all of it is amazing. (laughs) I I love Nathan for you. Like it was really funny. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I just haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. Yeah. It's just cuckoo's bananas. Uh, All right. So check it out. uh, I don't, I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I'm just trying to get through this a little bit quick. Yeah, 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 that's fine. We're getting, we're getting late, so it's okay. Uh, number six for me was Rings of Power, like I already mentioned. It's great. Nice. Uh, we have five, then. Number five. Number five for me is one of the only Marvel series in my top ten, and that's Moon Knight. I, uh, I What were you going to no, say? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say just I just really enjoyed the show. I I, uh, I was a character I never thought we would ever see on screen. Mm. Um, you know, the, of course, there's a little bit of changes here and there, but I over, overall, I thought it was they did it really, really well. Agree to disagree. Um, <laughs> I didn't love the ending. Yeah, let's just say that. Uh, so my, we already talked about it, but we can move along. Uh, uh, Only murders in the building, season yep. two. Uh, my number five was Cabinet of Curiosities. Guillermo del Toro's I never started uh, to watch anthology that. series. It's the best horror anthology series I've ever seen. Cool. Nice. Okay. Definitely going to my list then. Uh, we're at number four. Number four for me was, this is sort of weird, is like two seasons together, The White Lotus. I just watched those during my Christmas break. Uh, great show. Phenomenal show. Uh, it's funny enough, same thing for me, White Lotus season two. Oh, really? Number four? Yeah. Nice. It's a show I we'll, want to we'll watch. Agree to agree on this one. <laughs> agree we, we'll agree to agree on this one. Agree to agree. We will agree to agree. Uh, my number four is Peacemaker. That show's just go. super fun. I All loved right. it. I had it higher up, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Okay. Number three uh, for me is Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. All right. Uh, Number three for me is going to be Andor. Mm, I'm surprised by that. I really am. I thought it was so boring. I tried so hard to watch it. Like the first, I got, I watched four episodes of it. I just couldn't get into it. I think Andor has revitalized star Wars for me. Yes. And, uh, Unfortunately, Andor is the most boring character in yep. this world. Agreed. But however, this uh, the the series is just like a breath of fresh air for Star Wars, and it's exactly what I wanted Star Wars to do when they first started doing TV shows. It's uh, the least Star Wars Star Wars show. I disagree. I think it's very Star Wars. Tex- contextually, it's very Star Wars. Like the world and like w- way it looks and the way it feels. Well, feels very I, Star I Wars. mean, is there's no lightsaber fights, all that kind of stuff. You well, know not I mean? yet. Give it some time. Okay. There'll all be right. some death dealers around. Eventually. I will. I'll admit, Justin, the first part of the season, it, it takes a lot to get into. But there's towards the middle and towards the late later there's, end of the season. There's 12 episodes. So there's a lot. So uh, many people have told me that it's like the best of the best Star yep. Wars series. And I mean, I don't know, like I gave it a chance. I feel like I stuck with Mandalorian all the way through. It's boring stuff. And I stuck with, you know, the Boba Fett horrible stuff until it became the Mandalorian, you know, but Andor, I don't know. There was something about it. It just didn't click with me. Uh, Maybe I should give it another chance. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. You're not, you're not a big Star Wars fan. Like we are though. 
I grew up on Star Wars, man. I loved Love. Star Wars growing up, and I, I still love Star Wars. I still try to watch the original trilogy at least once a year. Like, I love Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. This just didn't click with me. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, it's where not we at? for everybody. You're Justin's number three? Yes. Uh, Euphoria season two or three. Still never watched that show. We, I wanted we to put it in my point. honorable mentions, but too many other things came out. I, I really like Euphoria. It's uh, I you know, love I, Euphoria. I it's, it's, it's geared more towards you know the younger generation and stuff, but it really like captivates that feeling <laughs> of being sad. I guess. Yeah. Which um, know. I'm looking for a sad show, right? I always am. You know. <laughs> um, we we're number two, right? Number two. My number two is a show that George has mentioned, Andor. If and Andor, um, the the prison episodes are one of my favorite movies from this past year. I bet George and I end up with the same number one. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. What, what's your number two? What's your number two? Yeah, my number my number two is Peacemaker. Okay, I, I don't think uh, uh, there's been a better comic book show, and I don't think James Gunn's made anything as good as this. No. Uh, I don't think he, I don't think he understand how good of a thing he made here. Uh, but he, he struck gold with, uh, John Cena playing pacemaker and yeah. the, the supporting cast really elevate this. And the fact that they made me like a character that I didn't really care for in suicide squad. Uh, so <laughs> kudos all around. Uh, and it's so much fun. It's a fun story. Uh, that keeps me wanting to see more, and I can't wait for season two. And it's the best intro of any show ever. It's, That's it's a great, great intro. Very eighties esque. I really, I became very, a fan very of that James esque as well. <laughs> yeah, I became a fan of that band Wigwam just because of that. <laughs> I'm actually really good. <laughs> a, lot, a lot, a lot of people did. <laughs> I know. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, my number two is Only Murders in the Building. I loved season two. It was great. So awesome. All right, Carrie. Uh, Number your one, top, your top TV show. My top show of the year was the new season of For All Mankind. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Love that show. All right. So I'm going to have to cheat here. I have a, a tie that I couldn't figure out where to put these <laughs> oh, two no, shows. We can't do that. I'm sorry, but these, these two All things right. sit in the same place. I'll allow it. All right. So for the tie, uh, my number one spots are Severance, nope. which is probably... Um, it's the coolest sci-fi show uh, of the last year. I will say yeah. I, I tried I, I to just, finish it before, but I'm like on episode five. Right I just now. got a brand new iPhone and it came with three months of Apple TV. So I will watch Severance at some point because George has been you. talking about it for such a long time. And watch for all mankind too, please. Yeah. For all mankind's really good. Yes. And then uh, to, to finish off the tie is the final season of bitter call Saul. I've never oh. started that show. Really? Gosh. I know I would like it, dude. It was so it's uh it's a it's a hurt it's a hurting end like a, it's yeah. a cuts, it cuts deep and it's a good I like show. Bob Odenkirk so <laughs> to be wow. fair I, I forgot about Better Call Saul but it probably would have ousted something okay what um, was your number one Justin the Righteous Gemstones no that's your oh man I fucking yeah. forgot that came out this year that would have uh, been on my list had I remembered <laughs> it <laughs> man I. Danny McBride can do it wrong. Like everything he touches is gold. And uh, the, Righteous Gemstones the Halloween is like, movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. There's always, there's some shit in gemstones sometimes. 
Yeah, but I mean, Jim Stones is an all-star cast. Everybody's yeah. fucking hilarious. Dude, they all play so, well, so so well together. I that show. What is that um, on? I wanted I, to see that. HBO. HBO. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's the most you fun need, I've had. Uh, if you need access, hey, let me know. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It's fantastico. So looking at Kim's list of TV, we mentioned almost everything except... Um, uh, let's see. Interview with a vampire. She said she's been watching that. I wanted to watch that. I heard it's good. <clears throat> uh, Drag Race, All Stars Seven, and uh, we I watched all the Drag Race shows with her now, and she had Bridgerton, but she like scratched it out for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> she's like, fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, I can I can tell you Catherine's uh, top yeah. five real quick. Uh, at number five, Miss Marvel. Number yeah. four, Abbott Elementary. Uh, number three, Love on the Spectrum. Number oh. two, The Summer I Turned Pretty, and number one, Man oh. versus B. Oh, if you and Catherine both like the show, right? Then it's got to be a great show. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm I, definitely gonna watch I looked it up after you talked about it, and I just read the like episode blurbs, and just based on that, I'm like, all right, I gotta watch this. This sounds yeah, fun. right. <laughs> um, let's move on to our movies real quick. I, uh, we need to sort of like scrub through because we still have our talk about our biggest disappointments and uh george also wanted us to talk about the biggest thing in 2022 we didn't get how about we just do that now you want to do that now instead yeah of let's movies? do that before that and then the biggest thing in 2022 they didn't get but we loved okay so let's do that because both of mine are movies honestly all of mine are movies okay I didn't what? understand the question. Maybe you'll get it once we talk about it. So I'll okay. go first. Okay. Yes, please. Uh, my biggest disappointment this year, it's uh, most of the Marvel movies and most of the Marvel TV shows. Okay. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, don't you know, worry. Don't worry, darling. Never watched Am- that. Uh, Amsterdam. I enjoyed Amsterdam. Is Amsterdam not good. I, I just, I just picked up Amsterdam. Dude, I haven't watched it, it yet. Like at, you keep watching it, thinking it's gonna get good, but it never does. It just goes, I enjoyed it. It was it, weird. It's, it's like it. eating. It's like eating dry toast, but it keeps getting drier as you eat it. Mm, that's that's, what, it, I that's just what it feels like. But uh, and then also three thousand years of longing. That was like two thirds of a really great movie, and then they like fucked it in the ass at the last twenty minutes. That's what's his name. Uh, I feel like I feel like the Mad Max guy. Opposite. Yeah. George Miller. Happened in, George Miller. The opposite of what happened in music happened in movies. And there was so much stuff that came out that looked promising. So much stuff that came out that I was anticipating had great trailers. You know, all the stuff George just mentioned were on that list. And then I watched them and it's like everything just sort of fell short. Like, especially horror as a genre. You know, it's my favorite genre. So I watched all these horror movies this year that all had great trailers, all had a lot of hype behind them. I was excited for so many of them. And so many of them were just fell short. We're super disappointing, boring smile sucked. Like it was just a very boring, stupid movie. Barbarian was good, yeah. but not, not great. Like, I mean, I didn't it really had like so much hype much behind either. It. I really wanted to love it because it has so many actors I liked in it. And I just, I like it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. You know? I agree on that one. And you know, it's uh Halloween ends was Halloween ends. It is. You know? I <laughs> What about what about you, Dave? Do you have these? Uh, not really. I uh, even 
I've, I've got more. I, you said disappointments, and my mouth just started moving. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're not doing this. Not, this isn't technically disappointments, but um, if go, go continue. Uh, the Batman. Oh, um, bro. I, I was very underwhelmed by the Batman. I've bro. watched it twice. Now. Dude. It's a, for, it's a forgettable movie. It's the oh, worst Batman movie. I actually movie forgot it came out in 2022. Um, like, I, it came out in like February of 2022 or March or something like that. So early. I, I wanted to like it. I went in with an open mind. Um, there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. There are things but about as a whole, it that I really liked, but it is it is largely forgettable. I agree. It's, it's a very too, forgettable Batman movie. It is movie. too goddamn long. There is yep. way too much of that movie. And I, Paul Dano is just not a good villain. Oh man, y'all just hurting my heart right now. I uh, I liked him. I, I I liked that interpretation of the character. I didn't at first. I ended up liking what they did with it. But they said overall, the it, it was too long to do all the things that they were doing with it, and it, it was it was too muchy. I I that was a weird one for me because like I I didn't like it. But then I really liked the things that I liked about it, and I kept talking about those things. But it doesn't. I think add we're up. talking about George's number one, right? It does probably. It's, it's, it's not my number it one. Doesn't but it's, add it's up. on his list. Just <laughs> for sure, it's in my top ten for sure. But all the stuff that I really liked didn't add up to a movie that I feel like watching again. So, yeah, I agree. I also am I'm pretty disappointed that Chris Pratt got cast as Mario. Oh my god! Um, okay, that's. I don't have anything else. Can that be mine? There, <laughs> absolutely. But the problem is the the trail the new trailer actually looks good. If as long they just need I mean, to replace Chris Pratt. I'm married to Erica. There's no way I'm not going to see a Mario right. movie when it comes out. She she loves Mario. She has since she was a kid. But I mean, you're I, watching I, it, I and it's so. like. Charlie, you know, Charlie Day is doing an amazing job as Luigi. Jack Black was born to play fucking Bowser. Yes. Like, everybody's killing it. And then here comes Mario, and he's like, it's a me. I'm Mario. And it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Chris Pratt. <laughs> so, for me, uh, the biggest thing in 2022 that I didn't get was Nope. I tried to like that movie. I just wasn't for me. And I like Jordan Peele. I just it's Jaws with aliens. It was. It was just. I think it was that's just over. Yeah. It, no. George, it, George said that, and yeah, I was like, did. "Wow, that's the best description I've heard of it." I it enjoyed it. A, I thought Nope was a lot of fun. I. It was just overhyped for me. I saw Jaws in the theater this year. That was great. Um, and biggest thing in 2022 is they didn't get, but I love Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. All right. So we're, we're wait. We're doing movies that they didn't get. Yeah, people didn't like it. I loved it. Okay, so movies that I liked, but every, it seemed like the whole entire world did not like. Uh, Confess Fletch. Apparently, no one fucking liked that movie. I watched it. I thought I it was it. fucking great. John yeah. Hamm, a sexy, funny motherfucker. That's all he is to me. <laughs> he is. He's funny, um, for sure. Uh, and I know you're going to all probably like look at me wide-eyed when I say this next, but a lot of people didn't get it, but I thought... Halloween's Ends was actually pretty okay. Pretty okay. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. Of Halloween Ends. There was more to enjoy. It, it was the one movie that I watch and go, "Huh." So that's what this is all about. Okay, but the ho- the first hour and whatever wasn't even. Oh was no! Just- don't get me wrong. I I actually think the movie 
could have been better with a uh, without Mike Myers in it at all. Like, if, oh well, I disagree if, on that one. If the if the like the whole Laurie Strode versus Mike Myers was, ru- almost ruined just, the movie. Like, like just the Pinta, like, the Pan, like, like, like it, it could have been a great movie sans Michael Myers, or it could have been a great Michael Myers movie. Yeah. Right. It couldn't exist as this weird hybrid psychic link could it be both. thing that it was doing right. yeah. which is uh which is kind of why i put it in this section like i didn't love it but i kind of enjoyed it and it falls like, in the same realm as batman for me it's like there were parts that i really enjoyed the intro was great the the beginning of the story was fantastic um and it was definitely when, better than the last movie the last movie was terrible evil dies tonight evil, i was about to say evil dies tonight <laughs> uh, my just, my biggest disappointment were the halo series couldn't get into it. I've tried and I've tried. Uh, it, it was uh, as somebody who's played all the Halo games, read all the Halo books, read all the Halo comics, been yes, thoroughly yeah. involved in Halo's, you know, lore. Um, it wasn't that bad. Like it could have been a whole lot worse. It definitely fell apart at the end, but the beginning I enjoyed. Um, Disney's Pinocchio. I could not get through that travesty. Well, I mean, it's the animated movie all over again. It, it, it was just bad. I did not like Tom Hanks in this movie at all. I did not like Tom Hanks in the Elvis movie. But I oh. usually love Tom Hanks. But I he, thought so, Tom Hanks was all right in the Elvis movie. It was just a more stylized approach, I thought. And another movie I thought I would enjoy, because it's about the making of another movie, but it was really bad, was The Bubble. Oh, man. Oh, talk, about, talk about the worst movie of 2022. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the movie's not good. <laughs> And then it's like we talked about some stinkers just now. That one was the worst. <laughs> All right, so yeah. let's do let's do uh, our. There's also hold on one sec. Uh, oh, the yeah, movies good. that uh, I didn't get, but there was a fuck ton of praise for it, and I don't understand. Okay. Uh, Smile. Apparently, I haven't watched it yet. People love this fucking movie, and I just don't get it. It's like a. I, I went in thinking it was going to be like an alternate version of It Follows, you know, like similar storyline, whatever. But it was just boring and silly yeah like it, 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 it was, was jump good. scare it was just jump scares for 90 percent of the movie it has a really cool premise and like the last five minutes are pretty good but uh i don't know i just didn't think yeah. it was all that all that great and then also uh phil tippett's mad god i try watching that oh oh my god you want to talk about the worst movie of 2022 <laughs> Jesus Christ! So, fest. I know, I know. Dave kind of liked it, but for me, I just, I just couldn't get on, on the wavelength of this so movie. I never, I never actually finished it. Full disclosure, I got about halfway through it. I like it as a piece of animation art. It's not I, I a good. That. It's not a good movie. It, it no, it, not at all. As a as a ten minute short, it would have been just fine. <laughs> Like the claymation was good. Like all the special effects were pretty cool. I, I really uh, enjoyed watching the animation happen, but I did not like it as a movie at all. Uh, I would go. I would watch this in pieces um, and enjoy it, but it's it doesn't work as a movie. Yeah, but even even there, it's it just feels like I understand it's Phil Tippett's like uh, like life's dream or like uh like his it's a passion project but it just feel a lot of times it feels masturbatory and goes on for way too long and there's just some sequences i'm like all right i i get what you're trying to say here but you're hitting it with a fucking sledgehammer dude Let, let's just let's move on yeah right, i'm guys. gonna throw one out there though too we're all going to the world's fair like i love indie indie movies and I, like i'm in so many indie movie groups and i love slow burns but this movie's gotten a lot of praise and I just don't understand it. it. I've never heard of that movie. Me either. It's like a internet 
um, meme sort of thing. Like people are, are, are doing this ritual to get invited into this augmented reality game called the world's fair where they're, you know, slowly driven insane and, and try to kill each other and do like weird things, except right. literally nothing happens the entire movie, except a girl tears her teddy bear up. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, I've, I've never been so angry at wasting two hours of my life. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let's move on. Cause we've already wasted two hours of life. You know, Hey, look at that segue. Um, let's do our top 10 real quick. Let's do it. Sure. Honorable mentions. I'm going to do real quick. <laughs> Uh, the Banshees of Inishirin in- in- really enjoyed that movie. Uh, it was well written, well acted. It's uh, in my top I, ten. It's a great movie. Yeah, I really like, enjoyed Pearl. Um, also in my top ten. Uh, Soar, Love and Thunder. I know. Don't don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Yeah, that um, movie sucked. I, I Guillermo del Toro's it. Pinocchio. I didn't and watch that one. We mentioned Jurassic World Dominion. The only. I, there was fun elements of it, but there was a special place because that was where you had your baby shower. Yeah, I mean, movie, it was so. it was it was cool doing the baby shower and seeing a movie. They like we'll definitely try to do that again if we have another baby. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> um, the movie will be better next time. Nobody mentioned Beavis <laughs> and Butthead do the universe yet. That's a good honorable mention. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna don't hate me, George, but Avatar: The Way of Water is not in my top ten. It's okay. And neither is Top Gun Maverick, actually. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, that's impressive. I enjoyed it, but it was not. Yeah, whatever. I have right. one honorable mention. Go for it. Just one. Violent Night. I can't put it in my top 10 because it's a Christmas movie. But I can. It, is, it is a cult classic Christmas movie. Yes. It's it's one of those like evergreen movies that you'll watch every year. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's uh, going in the rotation. Absolutely. Die Hard meets Home Alone uh, with a violent twist. I love. All right, I love George. You want to start? Who wants to start with number ten? Let's. let's Why I don't get to do honorable mentions? No, you don't, because you already mentioned shit. Oh. Okay, Okay, go for it. Uh, Just real quick, honorable mentions that no one seems to mention. Uh, The Sea Beast. uh, It was an animated movie on Netflix. I never watched that. I was I I I was so close to putting it in my top ten. I I kept pulling it in and out, and I couldn't decide. But That's what she said. I started to watch uh, it on. Uh, I started to watch it on your recommendation, and I thought uh, I got about half an hour into it, and I thought I want to watch this with the kids, and so I stopped, and then I we never got around to it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really good. I, I, I liked. It. I've seen it twice now, and I really enjoy it. I have to watch um, it. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh, it's online too. That movie. <laughs> Same thing happened with that one. <laughs> like it, it's way better than it deserved to be. Yeah. It's my childhood uh, right there. <laughs> Uh, but it was a lot of fun, so it's in my honorable men- mentions. And then, real quick, uh, the menu uh, is in my uh, honorable mentions. It's and, in my top ten. And we Triangle should. of Sadness because they're kind of the same. Uh, they're both movies about the same subject, uh, except one's funnier than the other. Uh, I both love them. It's all about like they're both in my top ten. Uh, taking down <laughs> the rich and uh, and uh, taking down societal classes in the most obscene and funniest ways, and uh, I really enjoyed it. All right, uh, number ten. Let's start. Dave, did you have any honorable mentions? No, I barely watched this many movies this year. Uh, <laughs> like, I seriously, like, you could just like skip me for a while. I don't even have like 
a favorite. Like I didn't see anything that was like, oh, this was my favorite movie this year. Like you can just skip me for a while, and at the end, I'll be like, here are some movies that I kind of liked. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can chime in. You're like, oh yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, it would be it would be like Dave's favorites, as we'll call it. <laughs> Dave's faves. Dave's faves. All right, George, you want to start with your number ten? Oh, yeah, we'll let you start this time. Number ten, Barbarian, best horror movie of the year. Yeah. I don't know about that. That's okay. Uh, Justin, you're number 10. Uh, my number 10 was a movie called Deadstream. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, well, that came out on Halloween, but I, I liked that too. I forgot I watched that. It's a, it's a, well, it's a really shittily shot movie. It's uh, all on, done from on, like a, on purpose, but yeah, a GoPro. It's on purpose. Has the most dislikable protagonist ever in a movie. She's just this horrible person who keeps shitting on all her friends and, she has uh, really awful beliefs about just about everything, but that movie gets crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And just when you think you can't get any crazier, it it, it goes even further. Um, it's it's one of the most insane things I've ever seen, and I just loved it. Yeah, Deadstream was a lot of fun. Uh, all right, I, have, I remember you talking about that one before. All right, my number ten is um, I think this director just won a Golden Globe tonight for this movie, The Fablemans. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you know I like my movies. You haven't seen it yet, George. Mm-mm. You know I like my movies about uh, the making of other things. <laughs> um, it's it's basically the a fictionalized life story of his his childhood. But like cool. over overly fictionalized. Overly <laughs> fictionalized for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty great though. All right, number nine, G- George. Uh, my number nine is the Batman. Hmm. Fair enough. We've already talked about that one. <laughs> yeah, we have. I'm not going to go too deep in it, but I, I think this is the best representation of a comic book noir Batman that we have had so far, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. You know my complaint. We've talked about it on the show before. It's still it's still it's a decent movie, but I mean, for I've only com- watched it I, one I've time. seen this comic movie like more than three times. Uh, it, there must be something there for me to want to watch it that many times. Fair enough. Uh, my number nine is Vengeance. Uh, BJ Novak's directorial. Oh, I've been wanting to see this. I wanted. It was almost. It was so close to being in my honorable mentions. If it wasn't for those shitty ass Texas jokes, <laughs> it, it was like ninety percent how like stupid Texas jokes that I mean, just, just just knocked it out for me. There were stupid Texas jokes. You're uh, also, right. BJ but, Novak is a terrible actor, and he shouldn't act in his movies. But well, other than he, that, but it's in, good. in this movie, in this movie, he's not playing in that, like a character that really needs to be a good actor. He's a podcaster <laughs> yeah kind no, of a no, douchebag. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get it but i just don't think he's a good actor that movie could have been better if there was someone more nerdier and better than him i could maybe see that but it's it's a really good movie I, I liked it a lot um definitely check it out if you like movies about podcasting i guess or if you like uh like uh neil murder mystery, true crime yeah, it's definitely a murder stuff. mystery type thing yeah all right where are we at i'm sorry that threw me off that was nine, I think. Yep. So are we we're eight, now. eight. I didn't do my number nine. Oh, no, oh what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is a movie that you just mentioned, and I am putting it in my number ten. Uh, this is going to be one of my go-to movies every year now, Violent Night. Violent Night I had great. I had so much fun watching this movie, just so much fun. So you said this is your number ten or your number nine? Number nine. Oh, okay. We took, uh, we took the kids to see it, which... 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, good decision, bad they, decision. <laughs> they had a good time. So the the our, the little one, uh, she's eleven and uh, loves Home Alone, and we were like, "Welp." <laughs> uh, and yeah, she laughed her ass off through the entire movie, even like the the most violent stuff that happened she was dying <laughs> like all right <laughs> that's great cool. Num- where are we at number eight yep yeah, George, number eight. please please kick it off uh mine is apollo ten and a half it's a netflix oh, yeah. movie by richard linklater uh, part it, of that. it's uh about him growing up in houston and uh and it's all done in rotoscope uh jack yes. black narrates it I watched uh, it's the very part touching of the... and very funny. And if you're a Houston native, it yes. probably uh, probably hits you more than it would for other people. But uh, this one's re- I, I really enjoyed it. I watched the part where they actually went to Astro World from the in the sixties. I'm yes. like, oh my god! Yeah, it was it was it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of throwbacks there. Yeah. All right, cool, uh, Justin. Uh, my number eight is that we're on eight. Yep. Yeah, my number eight was The Innocence. I've never heard of that. I wanted to watch it. I never got around to it. So it's a Norwegian horror film about um, these kids, little kids. They're probably like six or seven or eight years old who develop um, superpowers, psychic abilities. um, And two of them are just really deranged people um, because of their circumstances. And uh, it's really, I don't want to give too much about it because, you know, I can't without telling what happens in the movie, but it's a really sad, haunting horror film and probably the best horror film I watched the entire year. Um, It does lull in a couple of places, but overall, like I gave it an A plus. So it's a, it's a great movie. Are we at my number? We're at number, my number eight. Uh, you guys are all going to disagree with me, but uh, Sam Raimi's Doctor oh, yeah, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Doctor Strange, huh? I like this movie a lot. I, I really I, liked, I liked it. the middle. I like the middle part of the movie where they actually went to a multiverse and actually did multiverse things, and a lot of people died. I think that was if had the whole movie been that, that would have been great. That was the best part of the movie, for sure. That's the only interesting part of the movie. (laughs) I thought thought it was fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's not the best Marvel movie, but it's nowhere near the worst. Um, It was a pretty, pretty fair, enjoyable, middle of the road Marvel movie. And it felt, and and I also enjoyed that it felt like a Sam Raimi movie. (laughs) It totally does. There were those Sam Raimi shots and, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. The things that, but it like doesn't Jedi. feel like a Sam Raimi movie throughout. It only feels no. like a Sam Raimi movie at times. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and it's it, it feels like two movies are battling each other throughout the whole movie, and it just I don't know. That's just my my two cents on it. All right, where are we at? Uh, number you're number you're number seven. Sir. Seven. All right, uh, Avatar: Way of Water. That's not you, number one. You were no. jerking it off so much earlier. I, it's great. It's cinematic gold, man. I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. It's a technical marvel. Oh yeah, and, I agree on that. Um, like it's like I don't know how else to say it. Mythological storytelling, and I love that world. I just want. And we be were in right. They're going to introduce fire people next movie. 
Are they? No, they're not. Yes, they are. Are they really? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. They're going to throw I, all the elements into it. I just have a really hard time caring about Avatar yeah. at, on any level whatsoever. I, like, the first one came out, and it was basically the Fern Gully story, you know, retold with blue people. Dances and with then, Mervs. Yeah, and... and I mean, he waited forever to bring out the second one, and I, I just not on purpose, but yeah. Well, I, I know, but it's been an eternity, and I've completely lost interest. And how I mean, many like everybody said it's like a visual. Like well, I don't know what the years were, so I just said an eternity, but uh, twelve or thirteen years. That's. I'm sure it's visually stunning. I just don't have any real like interest in it. It's okay. Watch it at home if I it's streaming somewhere. That's what have. I gotta say. It's it's never uh, it's, looked at watching it at home. Tried, I'm not even sure I'd watch it at home. Like, yeah, like right, it defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah, it defeats the purpose watching it at home. But I do own the first one, and I do watch the first one quite often. Like, I do revisit it from time to time, and it's, it's so you're a fanboy. It's okay. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's pretty good, even though it's hokey and it wears its heart on its sleeve. Uh, I really enjoy it. All right, what's uh, Justin? Your next? Uh, so this one probably would not be in my top ten if I had seen more movies this year. But Clerks Three is my number t- number seven. I nice. haven't, haven't seen it yet. Oh, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's basically the story of what happened to Kevin when he had his heart attack, coupled with the making of Clerks. Um, yeah. his life story. Uh, a, you know, it's a, it, it has this touching moments. It has a lot more heart than some of his other movies do. Oh, it still yeah. has a lot of the same humor. Um, I smiled throughout the entire movie. I enjoyed it. You know, better than it's reboot. Not, it's better than reboot. It's not as good as the first two Clerks. No. So. I yeah. agree on I agree on everything you said. And uh, where are we at? We're at number Se- uh, seven. So my number seven, it's a uh, it's a weird one. It's weird. The Al Yankovic story. I wanted to see that. I just yeah, don't, I want to see it too. I just don't want to sign up for whatever that random channel is to have, watch it. There is have, nothing to sign. Up. Wait, wait. There's nothing to sign up for. It's a Roku. You have to have yeah. a Roku device. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, they don't. They have streaming apps everywhere. Walk it, watch it on their website. They don't have it on it everywhere. I yes, looked. They do. They, they do. Don't. They don't have it on Xbox, and they don't have it on PlayStation. Well, which you, are my you, two media devices for my home. Well, go so buy your Roku. Not everywhere. Roku. Yeah, I'm, it's not worth it to download Roku's platform to watch one movie. <laughs> it was for me. It was great. It's a it parody looks great. Of a I'm really, I'm really excited great. to check it out. I just need to make time and find a way to watch it. All right, number six. Uh, my number six is the unbearable weight of massive talent. My number six is the unbearable weight of massive talent. No <laughs> score. Yeah, it's just uh, so much fun. I, I, I love Nicolas Cage in this movie. I also yeah. uh, love uh, Pedro Pascal in this movie. Uh, more than I thought I would, and uh, it, it's just uh, so much joy. And I laugh so, each other so well. I uh, laugh so hard seeing this movie, and my whole theater when I saw it in the theaters, the, the whole theater was laughing. So it's great to see Nicolas Cage uh, on top form doing comedy again. I enjoyed it as well. It didn't make my top ten though. Yeah, I, I love Nick Cage. He can do no wrong. I'm super looking forward to Renfield. Um, Me too. So. Oh yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I, I loved unbearable weight of massive talent it was excellent carrie where what about justin next we both have the same yeah, one same oh one. okay oh uh, okay so we're at number six yep this is a movie i just saw the other day and i really 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 enjoyed it it's the menu i really really enjoy it too just I really enjoyed it as well I, everybody I've, was gr- 
felt like it was just missing just a little bit of something in there that did a little just, extra uh, salt maybe well, George, the, George, the recipe before we got into the top 10 George compared the menu and triangle of sadness because the subject matter is taking down the rich in both of them um, but really like the menu is a good for her movie and triangle of sadness is a like weird, bizarre comedy. That's almost kind of the antithesis of like the guy who made Isle of dogs. What's his name? Um, Anderson, Wes Anderson. Yeah. It's like the opposite of a Wes Anderson movie. (laughs) Well, I think what I really like about the menu is, uh, you can also read into it as a, like, this is what making art is about. Like if you, if you replace cooking for like making a movie or drawing or whatever, at some point you're going to get super jaded. Yeah, you yeah. get super jaded and then you just like this is your response to people giving you shit or like just abusing your your art. Just killing and, them. And this is like you you'd gone twisted. So yeah. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ray Fiennes is hilarious. Uh Nicholas Holt is really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh the uh I forget his character's name, but the part where they says his bullshit, uh I just died laughing in the theater. <laughs> And the part where they're making s'mores, I everyone else was shocked, and I'm crying in the theater, laughing, thinking it's hilarious. It was hilarious. So, so there right. you go, George. Number five. Uh, my number five is probably going to be a little off the wall, and probably not one you guys have seen, and it's understandable because it's a three-hour movie that's not in English. R R. Uh, it is R R R. That movie is just something else i didn't i tried i started watching it during the break and i got like maybe 20 minutes to it i'm like oh okay. it's not i i watching it i would tell you it's not your thing that's like but, the indian superhero movie or whatever it's not even superheroes it's about these uh two friends and uh it's kind of about like a revolution also about like uh this guy who like is looking for him while he did something illegal so he's a cop and he's a revolutionary and they become friends, but they don't know who each other are. And uh, it's over the top. Lots of dancing, lots of animals, cool CGI. Shit gets goes crazy. And just when you think it can't get crazier, it gets crazier. Uh, and they like, they just keep ratcheting it up just when you think, like, how much more wild can this movie get? And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I watched it because of how much buzz it got. And I like, all right, I'll check it out. And fuck was they they were right. The the hype is real on this one. There's a buzz on the internet. What the yep. fuck's the internet? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was number That, that was number five? Five. Yeah, my number five is the Banshees of Inisharan. Um I really like Martin McDonough, like uh in Bruges is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um this was in that same vein, but much more humor. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie too. My only issue and why I didn't make my top ten, it, I felt like it was a half hour too long. No, I don't think there, so. There's there's a little bit of lulls in there. I'll agree with that, but uh, I don't know. This movie had me cracking up. I, I loved it. Colin Farrell's fucking hilarious in this movie. He really is. Uh, <laughs> I just kind of wish that they would have got. Uh, there was a couple of little like extra stuff like uh, with uh, the. What's that character's name that was in Internals? Cohagen or Coegan? I can't remember. The young, the young kid, or yeah, the young kid who uh, I didn't realize that was the guy from Eternals. 
Yeah, he was in internals. He ends up like killing himself, but it was never mm-hmm. really super obvious. Yeah. Uh, and then that kind of bummed me out that they just didn't make that clear. So you had to like assume that's what was happening. Right. Um, but anyway, like overall, like I got what the movie was trying to say. And it's about like loneliness and how important kindness is, is during these kinds of war ish times. And yeah, uh, but it was it was good. It's times just, of I, isolation, you know? Yeah, that that too. It's just uh, I don't know. There was just something about it that just didn't click with me. I don't know what it was. Yeah, it was like firing in all cylinders for me. Like I was laughing from the beginning of that movie all the way through to the end. Everything Colin Farrell did had me cracking up. And uh, this is shit with a donkey made me super sad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's no. sad moments too. Like the best movies make you laugh and cry though. Right. You yeah. Know? All right. Where are we at? We're number five. Number five is a, actually, I'm going to pull a George here and I'm going to put two together. They're both horror movies in a way. Okay. Um, one is X. I really liked that movie. I liked the, the style of it, the, it was just, it was a, it was a, one of my favorite horror movies. And the other movie that I want to put here is Studio 666. Oh, I figured you would put Pearl. I was going to put Pearl. Yeah, I thought you were going to put Pearl <laughs> I, well, I together. I mentioned Pearl earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I liked I it, but. Um, I enjoyed Studio 666 a great deal. It was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. I'd give that an honorable mention. I, I like Studio 666. It's definitely going to be in my Halloween rotation. Yeah. Uh, but it's... I got the... I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, too much of uh, on the lower B side for me to be like, oh, yeah, it was fucking fantastic. That's why, probably why I liked it so much. <laughs> uh, well, there's so much other good shit that came out this year that it's hard to uh, justify that for me. I got it. I, I get it. Number four. Number four. Number four for me is probably going to be my favorite animated movie. I don't think we've talked about enough animated movies this year. Mm. Uh, this is uh, probably it's sad that it was uh, something I had to watch on streaming. I wish I saw it in theaters and it's uh, Pixar's Turning Red. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. I good. I, it was really good. Like I've watched it three times now and it's really funny every time. The songs are great. The uh, story is unique and fun, and I just wish Disney didn't bury it in streaming. I think it's it would better than a... Strange World, that's for sure. Oh well, that was a Disney Animation Studio, not a Pixar. Pixar, that's true. Yeah, I've seen Turning Red three times as well because of my sister-in-law's kid coming over to hang out at the house, and it's you know it's pretty good for what it is. It's just not my kind of movie. I I get that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so number four. Justin. Uh, for me, it's Pearl. I honestly think Pearl is the better of the two Ty West movies. Um, it definitely makes a lot more sense when you watch X. Yeah, well, I feel like Mia Goth just gave the performance of a lifetime in Pearl. Um, she was phenomenal. And uh, I like the Wizard of Oz comparisons, and I like the... Mm-hmm. Very Technicolor. Yeah, I like the Technicolor yeah. feel of it. Um it's just like I, I'm excited to see what it does with Maxine too. I mean, it's a uh, it's cool that he came out with this and thought this trilogy. Yeah, when when Pearl first started in like the first ten minutes, she fucks a scarecrow. I go, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's we're making that kind of commentary. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like you watch that monologue, and and she talks nonstop for like nine minutes or something, and it's just such a mesmerizing monologue. And then at the end with that smile, I don't know. It's kind of hard to beat Pearl. In my opinion, Great I thought it was yeah. such a good movie. All right, we're at number four. One, number four. 
Number four for me was a, a movie that Justin's already mentioned, uh, Clerks 3. All right. Uh, Clerks 3 is, is so great. Uh, they take the characters in places you want them to see. Uh, it's just a very good continuation of the characters and in the story f- from the from like what going through different decades of their life. You know, it's really good. And and there's I, Brian O'Halloran. One of the best performances I've ever seen him do is in that movie. It's amazing. Yeah, he was great. Jeff Anderson too. I mean, yeah. they all did a fit, really good job on it. I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on watching it eventually. Yeah, I mean, the weakest link in the whole movie was like Jay and Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So my number three was uh, something that I just recently watched. So it's probably why it's very high because it left a really strong impact on me. Uh, But it's all quiet on the Western front. Uh, The the new Netflix uh, war movie. I have not watched that yet. Uh, It is a harrowing like a uh, strong movie about the horrors of war. And uh, when you think of World War II, I automatically think of uh, Saving Private Ryan as one of the best World War II movies. Mm-hmm. When I think of World War One, I'm going to think All Quiet on the Western Front uh, from 2022 being the It's a remake movie. of a, an earlier movie. Well, it's based on the book, sort yeah. of. And uh, it ha- I don't think it really has a lot of DNA that the movie has from the original. Okay. Uh, but this one is uh, all in German, and uh, the violence is just bananas, and the story is just fantastic. It's beautifully shot, well told, and uh, I'm just I'm just blown away about this is a first time director making this movie. So, well, all right, um, that's number three for you. Yeah, uh, no, number three for me is Triangle of Sadness. Um, this movie's a laugh riot from beginning to end. I've never Dude, heard of this movie so till tonight. Fucking funny. I I've laughed the whole movie. I mean, it's I did too. I just streaming somewhere. It's um, on. I'm you not can sure. rent it. You can rent it on Prime for like six bucks. Okay. But basically, it's uh, all these extremely vapid people gather on this cruise ship and go on this cruise, and they hit an ice. Well, half the, this is half the story. They hit an iceberg or. or no, or something. No, they don't hit anything. I think the they fucking they fuck up the ship somehow because yeah, they fuck it. up. They hit they hit something. I'm pretty sure, and the ship gets destroyed, and they all get stranded on this island. <laughs> Except all of them are vapid rich people who have always had servants doing shit for them and have no clue how to survive. Except for like the lady who used to clean the toilets, who yeah. now becomes their leader. <laughs> she now becomes a dictator. It's definitely a commentary on like power and like what dictatorship can become and what it is. There's a lot of that, like with like the white Lotus with the, oh, absolutely, the rich yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, season one with light, what white Lotus yeah. was like that. Uh, season two is more about lust and greed and shit. Yeah. I'm leaving so much out because there's so much about this movie that you could dissect. It's a movie I'd probably watch several times before I get all of it. I mean, Woody Harrelson's conversation with the Russian guy. Oh, yeah, because he's a Marxist. Yeah. The, the Marxist versus the, the capitalist and yeah. the socialist. And they're going back and forth with quotes, you know, and the whole time the ship is like tilting to the side and everybody's, you know, eating bad seafood and is puking everywhere. And I mean, it's just. I, I watch the trailer. I guess that's the best thing I can say is watch the trailer for Triangle of Sadness and see if it's something you would enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So, the only reason why this movie didn't make my top 10 is because of the ending. It just, uh, doesn't have a satisfying ending. It just kind of ends. And that, that's, all, with, 
That's the only thing that bums me out. Like, but it wasn't a bad ending. It just it wasn't a bad abruptly. ending. It just it ends abruptly, and I'm like, you could have just given me five more minutes to just to clean up the end. And I just felt like I felt cheated at the end. I, um, I get that. I get my, that. Ninety five percent of the movies amazing. My number three is uh, Glass Onion. It was good. I like that movie. I I like I like the character. I I like murder mysteries like that. I um, do too, but it wasn't a murder mystery. So yeah, it was a satire of murder mysteries. Well, <laughs> anything. Uh, I liked it better than the first Knives Out a lot. Actually, oh, I really liked the first one a lot. I thought this one was lesser than. Well, see, but the first one, the first one was too easy to figure out, and the first one was a murder mystery and presented itself as a murder mystery, but it was so obvious what was going on, and it was good, but it wasn't nearly as good as the height. But this one it felt like a satire of murder mysteries. And so I went in with that viewpoint, that perspective on it. And so I just enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the moment you see him lounging in the bathtub and he's just like, I can't entertain myself. I was just like, this movie's going to fucking be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what it is, is like, I don't think Ryan Johnson is funny as he thinks he is. And some of the comedy beats were like a gross wet fart for me at times. But other than that, I thought, uh, I think gross wet farts are funny. No, like like it's someone like had a gross wet fart in your in your area. That's yeah, it's funny. That's what it was like. Yeah, it's funny. Okay, <laughs> you you could smell that gross wet fart all you want. Uh, but for me, I also like I don't know. I just like I said, I enjoyed it. I just didn't love it. All right, number two for you, sir. Uh, my number two shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. It's Top Gun Maverick. So the uh, it's the movie that made blockbusters movies uh, brought them back, made them into like fucking juggernauts, man. Tom Cruise doing Tom Cruise shit. It was with, fun with I mean, jet I, with jet planes. He, I love the original. I love the original when I was a kid growing up. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> See, like, I didn't. I didn't grow up with a lot of love with the original. So maybe that's. I why didn't watch I the original until like last year. Oh, um, my, my, it was one of my dad's favorite movies, so I watched it all the time when I was a kid. Um, and I, I really loved Top Gun and Top Gun two was good. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. I wouldn't put it in my top 10. All right. Yeah. Me, I, I feel the same way. I I'm glad it. I watched it in the theater, but that's about it. It was a lot of fun. I've watched it twice. It's great. I, I, I my number two is the menu. I mean, it's we've kind of talked about it a little bit already. I love Annie Taylor joy. Anything she does is great. Um, it's a really fun movie. So. All right. Carrie. My number two is uh, an action movie, sort of action horror movie. It was a Hulu movie. It's Prey. Oh, I forgot about that. I like that. I really enjoyed Prey. I, so, I did like that a lot. So did I. I forgot about that movie too. Yeah. That's the problem. Sometimes when it's like streaming movies, you forget about it, you know, uh, I don't or, know if it would be a top or, 10, but it was, it was a good movie or, or this just kind of talks about the quality of the movie. <laughs> It, it was fine. I, I enjoyed it. It it leaned too hard on the original, uh, if you ask me. Like uh, as far as beats go. Uh, right, anyway, so we're, we're at number one. We're at number one. The the big Kahuna. Number one. I am every- tired. I got to get up for work in like six hours. Hey, we're all in the same boat. Uh, <laughs> and it should be no surprise. Everything, everywhere, all at once is my number one. Shocker! That's my number one as well. Yeah. <laughs> We know it would be a shocker if it's not my number one, but it is. Yeah, I'm about to say it should be your number one if it isn't. I've made people watch this movie and they're like, I don't get it. I'm like, I love fucking love this movie. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, this movie is fantastic. And it's amazing how a movie that when on surface, it feels like it's so like, uh, like pointed and like directed to a particular type of, uh, like feelings and emotions and type of like a class of people, but really it has broad appeal and anyone can get something out of it. And it's just the, the Daniels really did something magical yes. and amazing here. Michelle, yo, and both K. Kwan both won golden globes tonight. Oh, great. I looked up. Good the for them. Yeah. They both won. I'm like, that's great. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad K. Kwan and Michelle, yo did that. They both deserve it. It was yeah. amazing. It's, it's just, it's weird. It's fun. It's well written, well done. Everything about this movie is is great. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about real quick before we wrap this up about the most anticipated movies uh, that were most anticipated things for twenty twenty three? Um, I have three or four on mine. I was yeah, gonna I, I was gonna mention because I didn't talk through all of that. Oh yes, shit! So oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, George. Dave. I mean, Dave, go ahead. Uh, I only had a couple uh, that I saw that I enjoyed that uh, we didn't talk about. Uh, actually, I guess just one that, well, maybe two. I liked the new Hellraiser movie. thought it was, uh, Oh yeah, I forgot about watch, I watched that. I enjoyed it too. It was, uh, it was like the first couple Hellraiser movies in tone. <laughs> um, I, I hope, I hope they get a chance to make a sequel so that the sequel can be better than this one. I, I hope they make more. Yeah. Um, because I feel like they had to do a lot of legwork for this one to kind of like, make you understand what's going on, what it is and yeah. what does it mean? There was a lot of like setting up the rules of how all of this works. How it works. But I was yeah. glad, I was glad that they did that though. Um, yeah, absolutely. Because the other Hellraiser movies just throw you in and you have to fucking kind of figure it out when you watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it was the best Hellraiser movie, I think. Let's see. Um, I also, I was one of the people that liked Lightyear. I thought it was fun. <laughs> you were that guy. I was that guy. Uh, you were that one that Disney. I didn't like, hate Lightyear. I thought it was people watch this movie. I, I liked it. I knew what it was going into it. A lot of people are like, oh, that's why a lot of people don't like it because they expected it to be fucking Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story movie. And it's that's not what the movie is. I knew exactly what I was gonna going in watching it. I just didn't like it. Um, I was also, that does not surprise me. I was also one of the like five people that actually ended up enjoying, uh, Rob Zombie's monsters movie. Um, I, I did not hate that movie. I, I went into it expecting to, and came out of it going, that was actually pretty fun. And I'll watch it again. It'll probably <laughs> like go. We, in, I like, think we talked about the show. Rotation. Yeah. Yeah. People expected it to be a horror movie. Never said it was going to be. It's a, it's a fitting tribute to the 60s campy TV show. It is. Yep. That's it. Very, very much loving of that. Uh, yeah. But in the process of this, I did come across uh, what my actual answer for the biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, Which is? Metal Lords. That movie sucked. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I, I really... I watched like that. 10 minutes of it and I went, eh, I don't think I want to watch it. I watched this. it all. That was a Netflix movie, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I want, yeah. And like the music representation in it was, was cool. I liked that, but the characters and the plot were fucking stupid. That was a dumb movie. And by the end of it, I was just kind of mad at the movie. <laughs> this is what all metalheads are like, right? Yeah. That bugged me too. That not like it's unlike death Gathem. Deathgasm, Deathgasm is a good is heavy metal mu- movie. I just got the Deathgasm uh, comic book from the store. 
There's like a three issue series coming out. I'm going to have to check Great. that out. Uh, let's talk about our anticipated movies. All right. Uh, I, I have like a handful of uh, most anticipated for uh, 2020 or 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Verse uh, yep. Part 2 yep. or Cross Agreed. the Spider-Verse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Infinity Pool. Uh, yeah, the next Cronenberg movie. Yeah, Cronenberg's uh, oh, Kronenberg, yeah. son. I forget his name. But, Brandon. Uh, Brandon, I thank the, you. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then Havoc on Netflix is going to be starring uh, fucking Venom. What's his face? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, uh, directed by Gareth Edwards. Mm. Or not Gareth. Is it Gareth Edwards? The guy who did the Raid movies. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it, it's supposed to be an action movie, and I will watch anything Gareth Edwards makes. So Nice. Uh, and then finally, it should be no surprise, Mission Impossible Dead Wrecking Part 1. I can't see this movie fast enough. And then I'm really, really excited for Indiana Jones five. Yeah, and I'm too. screaming what? on the, and I'm screaming on the inside saying, please don't suck. Please. Don't Indiana suck. Jones is on please my list too. Suck. Just, just, just don't suck. Please just don't suck. Just be mediocre or just fun. There's That's a really all. good I chance d- that it's going to suck, but I'm looking forward to it anyway. At least it doesn't have Shia LaBeouf in it. It's yeah, all at least there's say. no Shia LaBeouf. That's true. Far, far as we know. <laughs> no, he, the, he, they've come out. <laughs> um, Dave, do you have any on your list? I did. Uh, I can't decide if I'm excited about another Evil Dead movie or not. Um, oh, dude, that trailer looks like it's on my list. Awesome. I put Evil. I put Evil Dead Rise on mine because I just really saw cool. the trailer for it. So I, I made this list before I saw the trailer. So that's that's why it well, wasn't on my list. Trying Shame to think of what else. Uh, I'm sort of. I can't just again. I can't decide if I'm looking forward to Renfield or not. I I think I am. It looks. I think oh, so. it looks amazing. I'm so excited for that. Uh, like, let's see, I don't know if they can do Mel Brooks comedy like that. <laughs> oh, well, they are making History of the Brooks, World Part Two. I was they are making History of the World Part Two. Yeah, History yeah. of the World Part Two with da- uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah. Oh, now you made me sad. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shut up. Well, I mean, I've really only got one that I'm extremely looking forward to, and that's Bo is Afraid. Uh, I just, I just that saw that today. trailer today as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been looking forward to it for months. I mean, back when it was called disappointments Boulevard, I was really excited. Um, you know, I love midsummer. It's one of my like top five movies all time. Hereditary is very good too. Uh, Ari Aster really doesn't seem capable of making a movie that I want to enjoy at this. What point. about the, what about the Northman? They're not the same director. That was Robert Edgar's. Oh uh, yeah. You're right. Sorry, and I, 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 I didn't confused. dislike the Northman. The Northman was good. It just wasn't great. Yeah. Um, He's the guy who did the witch, right? Yes. The witch. Yep. I love the lighthouse. I love the Northman. was good. Um, but Aster so far has not disappointed me. And the trailer for Bo is afraid just looks completely batshit crazy. It and does I, look bananas. I am very excited for it. Um, more than I have been for anything in a long time. So <laughs> movie wise, movie wise. Uh, for me, uh, you mentioned Evil Dead Rise, Indiana Jones. Um, they're starting to work on the community movie this year. Is this that is actually start- happening? It's happening in June. They're going to film it. Uh, but without then, Chris, uh, without, what's his name? Glover. Probably not with Chevy Chase. No Chevy Chase. Probably or, not. So you're you're down to the three. Dave, uh, not Dave Patel. Uh, Danny Pudi. Yeah. Uh, what's the other two people's names? I forget their names. Joel McHale. Joe the whole, the, 
Apparently, the rest of the cast is going to be there. So, oh, okay, that's what is they the say. Russo brothers going to be involved in any way? I, I, you know, I don't know. Oh. It's a great question. Um, I'm also looking forward to from the new trailer, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. You know, I recently saw that trailer. Was it either yesterday or yeah. today? I, I don't remember. Not like yesterday. I was very excited for that movie, and then I saw that trailer, and I went, "Oh, oh no." <laughs> maybe i'm not so excited anymore no, i'm still excited i haven't been excited about a marvel movie in a long time um and i'm not excited for this one it's just a movie i'll watch <laughs> all right uh do you guys have any video games or tv shows or anything like that yeah i'm really looking forward to yellow jacket season two um, I watched Yellow Jackets earlier this year, and honestly, if it had come out this year, it would have been my top TV show. It was I, have, so good. I haven't finished it yet. I'm halfway the through the season. Not Yellowstone, right? Yellow Jackets. Too many yellows. With Christina Ricci and a whole yeah, bunch of other a, people. They're a girls' soccer team that crashes in the mountains and is forced to create their own society oh. and figure out how to survive. Um, cool. And it takes place in two timelines, like 20 years after the crash or 30 years after the crash. A few of them are living in the same town and trying to figure out what happened to one of their friends. And then it's also telling the story of them living there. And like, there's a lot of mystery about what happened, but the general consensus is that they were resorted to cannibalism. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's a, really? uh, it's pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to uh, cyberpunk DLC, the next uh, release of that big shock. Um, <laughs> and then, concerts like i'm really looking forward to concerts next year yes um gary is coming which i never thought would happen harakiri is coming wake is coming apparently so i'm going to be going to at least three shows yep i i'm i'm on board with that um for me uh let's see last of us starts this weekend i'm stupid excited for that i'm very excited as well i've heard Um, nothing but good things about it the first two episodes of the bad batch were really great i'm excited for this season um, Diablo four is supposedly coming out this year. Um, that'll be fun. Star Wars Jedi survivor. Um, the is remake, that the, uh, the new EA one. Yes. With Cal Castus. Yep. Cal Castus. Yeah. A remake of my favorite resident evil game, resident evil four. I cannot, I love the remakes of those. And then uh hollow Knight silk song looks really, really good. You're not excited uh, for the Hogwarts game. No, not really. Oh, I, I'm excited for that game. I'm sure you are. I am. You, you're wanting. I have Harry attention. Potter burnout. <laughs> How um, there hasn't been a Harry Potter thing in a long time. I don't know. Anyway, well, like Don, like my stepson's super into it, and his grandmother's super into it. So I'm always around it, and mm, I'm just uh, gotcha. Harry Potter burnout. I'm excited. I concerts as well for me. I get to see Anthrax after the cancellation last year. Um, the Obscura, Wolfheart, Solcandra. I cannot believe I'm going to see them live. Um. The I'm excited to see Ellie Vette with Omnium Gatherum, Seven Spires. I'm going to try to go to the Enslaved Insomnium show in, in Austin. And then I get to see Hammerfall twice in one weekend. Once headlining and then once opening up for Halloween in uh, Dallas. So hmm. it's cool. going to be good. And then Hell's Heroes is coming. I'm excited for that show. Yeah, that's it. I think, uh, what about you guys? Anything else? Dave? I I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, He's looking forward to sleep. <laughs> I feel uh, you. All right. Well, 
in in that case, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for uh, hanging out with us on this extended episode of the Metal Geeks podcast as we dived back into 2022, our favorite music and movies and video games and TV shows and all that other crap. Um, if you want to find us on the internet, we're at metalgeeks.net. Um, you can find us on all your social medias at metalgeeks. Uh, you can find us at esonetwork.com. Check out all the cool shows that make up the network there. And you can find uh, both of our shows, MSR Cast and Metal Geeks, on any of your podcast downloading places. Uh, and Metal Geek Society on Facebook. Come join the group there. It's a lot of fun. You guys? Uh, at Red Viking Dave on the things. Yep, on all things. Uh, you can find me at George Chipsis on all the social medias as well. And you can find me as at Comical JC. Well, thank you guys. I know it's been a been a long evening, but uh, we hope everybody enjoyed our opinions, if even if they were wrong. They're um, never wrong. Looking at you, George. Never um, wrong. Never. So, as always, one last thing we have to say: keep it metal. Balls. Balls. Keep it Avatar. And Tom- <laughs> Def- definitely not. Keep it Tom Cruise. <laughs> definitely not that either. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, I see you. I think George's mind would blow be blown if Tom Cruise was in an Avatar movie. I would. I, I would blow my mind. Like, wow, why would he do that? Why would he CGI himself? All right. So keep it geeky. Let's just leave it at that. All right, guys. Thank you. Hey, Geekazoids. Thanks for listening to another fine podcast brought to you by MSR Productions. All rights reserved, blah, 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 blah. For reviews, archives of our podcasts, and all your other metal geekery needs, please visit metalgeeks.net. Keep it geeky. Keep it metal. At the 42Cast, we want to bring you everything. And that's why we've jam-packed the next few months with as much as we can. You not only get the same reviews, topics, and interviews that you did before, you also get screen reads where we compare a movie to its source material, or role models where we talk about tabletop gaming. It's never been a more exciting time to check out our show. It's your ultimate answer to fandom, geekiness, and everything, so why not check it out? We can be found on most podcasting platforms, and we are a proud member of the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.